This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. The number, 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. And you can get interactive there in various different ways. And the main way is that you can actually control the content of the website. Uh, you find something online that you think is interesting, you'd like to share with other Free Talk Live listeners. You just submit it as show prep, and then others can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked in the aggregate will make it to the front page and the top of the website. So more people see it, and we're more likely to talk about it. So head on over to freetalklive.com and get interactive there. All of it's free, by the way. Those other talk show hosts want to charge you. A lot of them do for their websites. We give it away. Freetalklive.com. Good evening. It's Ian here with you. And Nemi. And Mark. Or for those of you out on the West Coast, it's not quite the evening yet, I guess. But we're here. I assure you, it will come. Yeah. We're we're here for you. We'll take your calls about anything. 855-450-FREE. Here in in the place where we do this show, that is uh, Keene, New Hampshire, little town of uh, 25,000. They call it a city. Uh, but I don't know. Some people would say it doesn't quite qualify. And uh, right here, right now, there's a big issue that has been bubbling over for the last few weeks. And I think this is an issue of national importance. It has to do with the militarization of the police departments around this country. And a lot of this militarization is happening at the hands of uh, the uh, suggestion, the temptation of the federal government, the people calling themselves the Department of Homeland Security, to be specific. They've been handing out grants $300,000 grants to various police departments. There are approximately 300 departments that have received these grants uh, thus far across the country. Many, of course, of the largest cities already have the, these grants. They've already gone through this process. But apparently they're also targeting towns as small as 25,000 because... Uh, 25,000? I mean, Keene isn't that big. No. It's 23. I'm just, I just, I'm I'm just, just throwing saying, that number if out. If they have an arbitrary breakpoint, it isn't 25,000. Oh, no, I didn't say that was any sort of official number. I was just throwing it out as a rounded-up number for what Keene is. Keene, Keene hits like 50,000 during the daytime when people sure, come into work. but they don't live here. Uh, but as far as people that stay here overnight, there's about 23,000, 25,000 people here. And so clearly the federal government has determined that it's okay for small-town police departments to be militarized as well. Of course, that's what they want. They want uh, police who are more like the military, more obedient, more uh, less likely to question their orders, more gung-ho, more uh, into you know blowing stuff up and uh, having big toys and equipment and machine guns and, and now in this case, armored vehicles. Uh, some would say this thing's a tank. Obviously, it doesn't have treads, so there are some people who are saying, it's not a tank, it doesn't have treads, it doesn't have a cannon on it. It's not a oh, tank. Whoa, 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 whoa. It, it, will, it does it, come with an optional turret. Yes. There is. All you have to do is go to the website and they have an optional turret for this. Now, that turret nice. is, you, it doesn't, it isn't the turret like you would expect to see on a tank, but it does have a turret. So this has been an issue um, here because, well, a lot of people do not want this this armored vehicle, this armored personnel carrier. Right. In it's an this armored town. personnel carrier. Well, and, it's an urban warfare vehicle, really. Yeah. That, that, oh, exactly. absolutely. But I mean, you know, it's a variety of armored personnel car- carrier intended to be used in an urban theater. But I got to see what was the Appleton, Wisconsin's uh, took a picture with their SWAT team and their uh, and, and their Bearcat, and these guys. 
they were looking like they were ready to protect and serve somebody to death. Yeah. Like, real quick. Yeah, really. Like, that's what they were at there for. They were holding machine guns in their hands. They had the big shield things. They had the the the, the like the German helmet from uh, World War II. They had that looking thing, all dressed up in gear, black gear that say police on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, these guys, this was not a rescue vehicle. And this is the bull crap that our town is trying to call this as a rescue vehicle. Even the one that's outfitted as a rescue vehicle is a SWAT slash tactical EMS vehicle. Absolutely. And what they're using this, what the excuse that they're using to justify the, the use of this vehicle is Pumpkin Festival. Which which is draws roughly uh, what would you say Ian two hundred thousand people maybe oh, I don't know about that but several that far. dozen thousand maybe uh, okay. a few dozen thousand a few a few quite a few, few tens tens of tens thousands of, thousands, of yeah. people to Keen for over over a twenty four hour period and and even in the course of the past year um, Pumpkin Fest management has been taken over by another company has been significantly downsized so any of the major problems that have been reported over the course of the last maybe ten years mm-hmm. or five years even. We're not experiencing this, this last Pumpkin Fest, even though I know I and, and many other locals and like what, myself are all set with Pumpkin Fest and would be happy that to see it canceled and be done with forever. I what's love the Pumpkin worst Fest. that could happen? At, I mean, what is the worst that has happened at Pumpkin Fest? Some drunken fights, uh, so a broken storefront window. Um, mob, mob mentality. Um, to sit at home to watch my property. I live in downtown, not mm. far from the venue. Um, I do stay home to make sure my, my property stays safe. And to listen to the the Keene Police Band um, and listen to what their problems are, yes, public drunkenness, p- pumpkin smashing. Um, a couple of my friends work on the fire department. They've reported um, being in fire vehicles or ambulances. This is, again, not last year, but in years prior, being um, going over to the primarily uh, frat, for, uh, frat row over at Keene State and getting pelted by rocks. Yeah, that's the worst of it. Yeah, I, I don't think the Keene police need to have a uh, an armored vehicle that is a, that is available or that can withstand 50 cal uh, ammunition to protect themselves from a drunken college student with a pumpkin in his hands. This or, would be great right. if uh, what the Keene police were dealing with on a regular basis was IEDs, uh, but this is not that kind of police department. And this is this is a vehicle of war. And, it, you know, as far as I'm concerned, if you take this vehicle of, of war, then you're declaring war on your citizenry. Now, That's when, what it looks like to me. When did you guys move up here? 2006. Okay. In 2005, we had a significant, um, it was the 100-year flood here. Mm-hmm. I had yep. three and a half feet of water in my basement. My neighborhood Jeez. was was the second ground zero, quote unquote, uh, in downtown Keene. Um, we had the National Guard deployed. It was it was declared a state of emergency by the governor. We had that sort of equipment and all sorts of news vans on, on my street as this was going on and, and the, the week-long cleanup. Um, we didn't need one then. Right. Well, I mean, it wasn't a flood of bombs. It was a flood of water. Right. This vehicle doesn't float. It, well, it, and, it handles explosions. One of well, yes, that and um, also that that we do have two vehicles at the local National Guard um, Armory that are um, are able to run underwater. I, I don't know how they snorkel the yeah. the engine. I, I don't know what yeah. the technical term is, but we have two vehicles here in Cheshire County already. That are able to do this. If they wanted to sell me on one of those ducks, those uh, those things that uh, you know, like some decommissioned uh, amphibious landing craft or something like that, okay. 
I like I might go for that, but this is not one of those. This is a vehicle to handle. Uh, I mean, people shooting at cop cars. Uh, with, you know, a lot of shots. We're not talking about a few shots. Uh, you're talking about somebody. Uh, you know, setting up IEDs and blowing things up. This is a vehicle of war. This this is for use in a you know in Afghanistan, not in Keene, New Hampshire. Well, and the I guess the. The skullduggery that has been going on here is that what happened in December was the city council passed this thing, the approval for this grant, this $300,000 that will buy this Bearcat truck. And they did it basically without any fanfare. They kind of, you know, right in the middle of the holiday season. Free had, money. Had themselves a meeting yeah. and they said, well, how could anyone disagree with free money? We don't have to, it doesn't cost anything to the taxpayer and uh, police get a new toy. Let's I can do it. see why they chose to, to make, that, make that decision. Because they'll do anything the police uh, suggest yes. that they do. They don't want to upset the police department. So uh, they just went ahead and passed it 13 to 1. There was one guy who dissented, uh, Terry Clark. And thank goodness for him, because it's because of Terry Clark is why this issue has come back around. Uh, it was a lot of ups- a lot of upset out in the community about this. Once the word finally got out what had happened, people got pretty upset. And I've been out on the streets petitioning people, talking to them about this. Furthermore, so when when signatures were submitted asking for a public hearing and they, they were taken under advisement. They that, were ignored. Right. They, they were taken as informational, which is their way of blowing off whatever it is you bring to them. If they say, it's, it's we're taking it as informational. Well, thanks they don't for these do signatures. Anything. This is noted, citizen. Yep. Please be on Mo- your way. Moving right. on. Yep. Mm-hmm. So so what it took was for this Terry Clark gentleman to, uh, as, as one of the city councilors, when he brought it forward and says, well, I would like to, to have a hearing on this, they can't ignore him, apparently, so they actually had to go ahead and schedule right. this hearing. So there's going to be one of those tomorrow. But in the anticipation of the hearing, it's interesting how the behavior of uh, Lenko, the company behind the Bearcat, has been. We'll explain what they've been up to. It's some the sneaky stuff. Uh, we'll explain here in moments. Free Talk Live. Hi, I'm Mark Craighead, founder of Crossbreed Holsters. Are you looking for a concealed carry holster? Crossbreed Holsters is the home of the world-famous Super Tuck, the most comfortable concealed carry holster on the market today. Try one out and see how truly discreet and comfortable carrying concealed can be. And find out why we call it the ugliest holster you'll ever love. We are the standard others try to imitate. Get the original. Get your Super Tuck at CrossbreedHolsters.com. Again, that's CrossbreedHolsters.com. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything you want toll-free. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the various features that we have there for you. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Here in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Nemi, and Mark. And those features, by the way, include our mobile site. If you have a smartphone, you can visit m as in mobile.freetalklive.com for access to all of our live streams, which have Free Talk Live available around the clock. Uh, you can listen to the latest episode any time of the day or night that you want there over at m.freetalklive.com. Also, uh, there's a quick link to our podcast for those of you who would prefer to download and listen later. Once again, go to, if you have a smartphone, m.freetalklive.com. Here on Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver either as an investment or a hedge against inflation or or barter currency in case uh, things go really south. 
And lots of people want to get uh, precious metals right now for lots of different reasons. If you are going to get them, you need to check rates. And one of the great ways to do that is go to gold.freetalklive.com. We've got um, coins over there that you can check with other businesses, very common coins, uh, ones that uh, you know are great for getting metal into your hand, bullion essentially, into your hands. Great way to check. And some very special coins too. We have um, Campaign for Liberty, quarter ounces uh, available over there, proofs of course. We have uh, – Ian, you just got that survival bag of 1,000 mercury dimes. It's, uh, it's pretty awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, the, the Ludwig von Mises Silver Round, that seems like that would go pretty well with our uh, audience. And um, the Lakota Nation's uh, Copper Medallions, a bag of 250. Uh, just go to gold.freetalklive.com. Check out what we've got there. Great rates. You're gonna likely to save money. It's gold.freetalklive.com. All right, so 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number. Have you had to deal with this bear cat coming to your town or your city? What happened there? Probably because, nothing. Well, that's is there going to be any kind of pushback wherever else you that's go? That's what I want to know. Has there ever been pushback uh, in regards to this Bearcat? Bearcat, by I the can't. way, stands for Ballistic, uh, let's see, Ballistic Engineered Armored Response Counterattack Truck. Oh, neat. Yeah, because it's all about rescuing people. That's why they put counterattack in the uh, the name of the... <laughs> right. Vehicle. Attack. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, my question is, you know, have you experienced this? Was there any sort of pushback? Because I, I, have the, I get the feeling that Lenko, the manufacturer of the Bearcat, which has all kinds of sweet money rolling in from the federal government in the form of $300,000 grants for their – who knows how much it actually costs them to make this truck. I bet there's a nice little profit built in there for them. Right. This is money specifically for this vehicle. Is That's that correct? correct. Yep. Right. It's all $280,000. It's not money for a Dodge – made like this no. it is for this vehicle mm-hmm. this is specifically a sweetheart deal for this company that's correct and uh so i'm wondering if anyone else has any experience with this because it is my belief that Be- that lenko's never had to deal with this before i, I don't think so I they mean- don't they stepped in it big time coming to keen and uh if you you know look at how they're behaving this week Yesterday, at this time, during this show yesterday, on their YouTube channel, the Lenko Bearcat YouTube channel or Armored Vehicles YouTube channel, whatever it is, but Lenko has their own YouTube channel. They had a video up, which is a three-minute promo video for the the Lenko Bearcat, for the G3 model, which is the same model they're looking at getting in Keen. This is the SWAT version. Okay. okay so there's different iterations so this isn't of the this. SWAT tactical EMS version? Because I looked at all the versions yesterday. Let me take a look at the this G3. This is the G3. And uh, if you look on their Lenko uh, armoredtrucks.com, I think it's armoredtrucks.com is their website. If you look on their site, it shows you all the different versions. And none of them are, you know, a rescue vehicle necessarily. Or Anyway, so they have this promo vehicle. It is essentially uh, a glamour shot kind of uh, slow-mo guys with machine guns piling out in very glamorous milita- in military yeah. fatigues it's very fetish uh, yeah, fetish yeah. fetishizing that's a better word for it uh, yes very thank michael you. bay yep, sort of uh, look yeah and it's just it's all about the a the slamming acdc thunderstruck soundtrack with the dudes in fatigues and the machine guns and like where's guy- some where's some bad man pajamas right. guy with a machine gun pops out the top hatch i got a machine gun he lowers the machine gun and and then and in slow mo, you can see the you know the the rounds 
spitting out the side. And, you know, it's very fetishized, very, this is, you are a badass if you have the Linko Bearcat badass Okay, yeah, and as a matter of fact, uh, on their uh, Facebook page, somebody responds to that uh, picture that I was telling you about mm-hmm. of uh, the Appleton, Wisconsin. Have you ever heard of this place? Appleton, Wisconsin. I have heard of it, yes. I, have, yes. I, I haven't. I mean, I mean, I'm not saying anything bad about Appleton, Appleton Wisconsin. Oshkosh. I'm just saying that it is not St. Paul, right? <laughs> and it's not Detroit. It's not Detroit either. Uh, you know, maybe maybe in Detroit you could talk to me about a bear cat. Right. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I, it's all I know is RoboCop. The but you know, Appleton, Wisconsin needs one of these things, but their cops love it. Of course love they this do. Stuff. Makes them feel like a man. I mean, oh, so this G3 is it does not appear to be the um, the, the model with the uh, tactical EMS. Yeah, this is no, not the SWAT truck. Med evac. Okay, so well, the G3 is a SWAT the, truck with the a 50 crap cal protection. The they told us initially was that this was a rescue vehicle. Okay, mm-hmm. that was the stuff they said. And this here, here's what it says: Lenko Bearcat G3, all mill spec steel construction. Something about an AP, whatever that is, uh, 50 cal uh, BMG protection, V hull design, blast seats available. Um, commonality of parts with blast other Bearcats. Blast seats. What is? What are those? I don't know. Some seats that protect you from explosions. I would or assume something? that's what they're they are. But it doesn't say like the other one over here, the uh, the medical one. It doesn't say designed to meet the needs of SWAT and tactical EMS teams. Doesn't say that. Now I would think. For, forgive me here. If we did say we did need one of these, isn't there some similar piece of equipment coming back to the United States from abroad where we are at war or we've recently ended war? I'm not at war and I don't need one of these things. There's no circumstance under which I would want to have a bear cat. I understand. I understand. I'm just, I'm going worst case devil's advocate scenario here. Don't we, don't we, I, I know I'm using the word we here and painting us all with a broad brush, but... Isn't there already a piece of equipment that could be reassigned to us, this area? I, I, I mean, you already said that they have trucks at the National uh, it just Right. It, it just seems to me like, why are we spending? Why why spend? I'll take the we out of it. Why, but it's not you. The, why the money's spend? Already done, the money's already been spent. The The city's going to argue, and the uh, the people who are in favor of the Bearcat are going to argue that, hey, if you turn it down, they're just going to give it to some other town. Well, Brattleboro probably. Will. Sure. Well, I can't imagine Brattleboro would stand for it either. Um, but so that's going to be their argument: is oh, it's no cost to the taxpayers here. Everyone's already, it's already been paid for. It's the federal government. I understand. I'm not looking for a vehicle of war to be employed against the right. people of Keene. For me, it's symbolism. I mean, this this is an indicator. This is the uh, canary in the mine, so to speak, that uh, says, "Hey, everybody." Your police are being militarized. Here's the proof. Yeah. And that is something that people don't want. I mean, going around town doing petitioning for this thing was so easy. So easy. You've done some petitioning in your life. You know what easy petitioning is like. A lot, yeah. of, a lot of people hadn't heard of it, of course, which is a common problem. Mm-hmm. People are completely disconnected from what's going on around them. Sure. But when I explained it to them, and you know, I've got the picture of the thing right there and can show them the, you know, the information about what the city council's doing, give a brief pitch of what's going on, and they're like, oh my God, no, I don't want this thing. And they'd pick up the pen and they'd have no problem signing. The only people who wouldn't uh, sign it were the ones that were too busy, like the lady that said, sorry, I've got a meeting. I've got to get to. She didn't have time to even find out what I was pitching her. I don't think anyone really said no except some old crazy bum. More coming up. Free Talk Live. Here on Free Talk Live, we've been pretty excited about the Bitcoin. It's a decentralized, free market digital currency. 
You can learn more about it at weusecoins.com. But if you already have some bitcoins and you'd like to spend them, you can spend them at spendbitcoins.com. When you spend bitcoins on Amazon via spendbitcoins.com, Free Talk Live gets a cut. Or if you're an Australian trying to figure out how to buy bitcoins, you can buy them with cash at au.spendbitcoins.com. Once again, that's spendbitcoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Toll-free number here is 855-453, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there. Uh, they're completely free. So again, freetalklive.com features, including our bulletin board system. You can go there, get interactive with other Free Talk Live listeners, and also we'll, you'll find show notes. So we'll sometimes post our show prep there over at bbs.freetalklive.com. We've been talking about the militarization of the police, and it is an issue that has struck home here in our beautiful little uh, town of Keene, New Hampshire. It's where we do this radio program uh, where the city council quietly approved a federal $300,000 grant. I guess they figured, hey, it's free money. Everybody will think this is great. It's going to be for the police department to buy an armored truck called the Bearcat for the local police department. Uh, You know, I don't blame them from that standpoint. But if they don't react to... I mean, a lot. I mean, how many signatures do you have on this petition? There are now about 500. Originally, there were 144 presented to them a couple weeks ago, and they blew it off. They said, uh, you know, this is informational, and then took it off the table. And then a city councilor, the one guy who voted against the Bearcat, was able to bring this issue back forward because there's some rule. You know, they've got arbitrary rules. So the rule says that at the end of the year, after a year's over, or the, excuse me, every new year, you can bring an, an issue back up. So because they voted on the Bearcat originally in December, come January, January, it was possible to bring the issue back forward. Okay. So now the meeting on this is going to be tomorrow night. There's going to be he- you know public hearing about it, and the 500 signatures will be presented at that meeting. So there are now quite a few more. The um, you know I don't blame them for saying you know the people on this uh, the city council saying oh free stuff for the police department. The police department wants it. The federal government mm-hmm. wants to give it. I don't blame them for saying yay. No problem. You know, let's just put let's just get that. But once the public reacts to it and then they want to shove it down their throat, that's when, as far as I'm concerned, they're being unresponsive. I mean, I understand them taking free stuff. I don't like the way that it was uh, done sort of during the holiday season or whatever. But if that's when it came up, it came up. I don't know if there's skullduggery being, uh, you know, portrayed here or not. I have no idea. But. If people have gotten have responded, and there's been in a town of 2,300, 500 signatures is a lot. If you want a thousand, we can deliver that for you. I mean, whatever it takes, yep. that can happen. But if they do not respond to a significant amount of people, then you know this this could be their last go round. So uh, let's get to your calls, your thoughts. You can certainly share with us uh, any experience you have with the police being militarized in your town or your city. There's more to the story, though, and I'll get to that here in a moment as far as how slimy they've been here recently. Uh, I mean, specifically the Lenko company, the company that manufactures the Bearcat, but also the city workers have been uh, pulling some tricks as well. They want it bad. We want a we want the, the, the not tough all of truck. Them. Not all of them. One of them told me in confidence that she doesn't want it at all, but she's too afraid to uh, to sign the petition because obviously they're, you know, they could fire her. Let's talk to Frank in New York. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello Frank. Ah, good evening. Hey Frank. 
Yeah, it's very interesting to talk about, you know, the armored sort of uh, like a little tank to, you know, go after the taxpayers and the civilians and the citizens of, uh, you know, Vermont. It doesn't sound like it, or not Vermont, I guess I should say uh, New Hampshire. It's close. But it doesn't seem like a free state with that. That seems to be sort of authoritarian. Oh, absolutely. New Hampshire isn't a free free place. There's all kinds of problems here. So I think in a sense... We have to be, you know, careful about that. And the fact is that the military, the police since uh, 9-11 have been militarized by the Department of Homeland Security. And well, also even prior the government to that. sends the police officers over to Israel to learn how to train the people in riot control and sort of like what the Israelis are doing, the Palestinians in the occupied territory, being very vicious and cruel. And in a sense, it's very tragic for this country because, you know, it changes the whole ethos of what, mm. you know, the police were to do. Instead of protect and defend, they're going out and, you know, doing all sorts of things. Just think of the, uh, I guess it was 2009 in Pittsburgh when they had the G, was it the G8 or the G20, whatever, yeah, uh, con- conference in Pittsburgh, and you had the police riots against the innocent students at the University of Pittsburgh and mm-hmm. Carnegie Mellon, and you had all of the things going on. You can go to the Internet and look at that. And when you begin to look at that, you begin to see that the police really are becoming the problem. And I think Absolutely. we need to assert ourselves. And I would say, you know, it's a waste of money the having that little bear cat because it's going to cost a hell of a lot of money to maintain it. Correct. And There's those that factor, are high-tech, yeah. nasty you know, tools that are used to oppress the people. Yeah, this isn't the average uh, this isn't the average Ford police interceptor that you can just put in any garage, put up on a lift and uh, and repair. I mean, this (laughs) thing is a custom built custom machine. It's not going up on any lifts. Right, it's going to be expensive. It's going to be very good for the manufacturer or the uh, authorized warrant uh, repair services for that. They're going to make money hand over fist. You would would think and the the, the representative from Lenko is going to be at this meeting tomorrow night. The head salesman oh, from Lenko. Oh, is coming fantastic! Up. Can't wait to meet <laughs> that guy. Jim Massery. I think isn't wh- that an Israeli company, Lenko, and they also manufacture oh, in South Africa. He claims no, no, no. He claims he he was pitching me on the phone, so I heard a lot of what he's going to probably tell the, yeah, uh, the city into, council tomorrow. He, he claims it's all American made, all American parts, etc. Yeah, but check into who actually owns the company. It can be manufactured in this country, but I think it's an Israeli owned or a majority owned company and it makes a lot of money with regard to you know defense and military applications oh yes they do find out find out the institutional ownership and then you'll have some idea about really what is the reason for this and i assume that if little new hampshire little hamlets new hampshire getting these bear cats i'm i'm sure every major city has them and i'm sure we have lots of them in new york where you know it's sort of uh uh like the wild, wild west. <laughs> but I'll tell you, one thing, I can understand why the police would like that vehicle. They'll have no difficulty getting a parking space. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Frank, for the That's call true. tonight. I appreciate it. It comes with a, They have one with an optional cow catcher that uh, will just push uh, vehicles right out of the way. I mean, this thing's got everything. It's the Bearcat Riot Control, equipped with heavy-duty hydraulic ram to clear cars, barriers, and any debris. Optional long-range acoustic device. I don't know what an LRAD is. Designed for effective, non-lethal crowd That's disposal. The- one that makes the real high pitched noise yeah. that'll that, in, basically immobilize you, right? Just uh, you know, c- causes people to you know fall to the they, ground. They Thermal a, imaging too. They have a CS gas uh, nozzle that you can attach to it. They show this in the promo video yep. that they pulled offline. Oh, which which reminds me, so there's more uh, sneakiness going on here. 
And it all happened within the last few days. So clearly it has to do with what's going on in Keene. Clearly it has to do with the pushback, the resistance they're getting uh, from people here. And what what went on was yesterday I contacted Lenko because I had reached out to the city – government people knowing that there's going to be this public hearing tomorrow and i wanted to show the city council members at this hearing the video from lenko that was on their own youtube channel promoting this armored attack vehicle and the first city bureaucrat i talked to is very helpful he's a very helpful guy and he's always wanting you know wanting to be he's very friendly and he's like you know usually the answer is yes with him and he's like one of the nicest bureaucrats you'll ever meet and so he's like oh yeah we can you can use the projector because they have a projector in this room and i want to you know i want to blow this video up i want it to be as big as possible it's a big truck it needs to be up on the wall right so that was my intention was to use their projector bring my laptop in and hook it up and and uh, play this video and so he was he was very helpful wanted to help me with that and then later he emails me saying that uh the hammer been put down basically that the city attorney and the city manager and other people met on regards to playing a video because no one has ever requested to play a video for the city council before so they had uh this meeting where it was determined that the video would not be allowed to be played because of copyright well wouldn't the sales guy be able to well, right. the sales well, guy the could co- play it. The copyright on the promotional video on the front page of the company that is supposed to be building this for the city council, the right. organization that is to approve it. What do they have to hide? Right. Well, so, right. I mean, this, clearly is, the city- this is on the internet for people to watch. Well, it, it is was. for the public. It was. <laughs> now, that again, after my conversation with the, the, city, count- or the city guy, where they basically told me, no, you're not going to be allowed to play this. Now, they didn't specifically threaten me with anything, but I have a feeling if I brought a laptop in and started playing this just on the laptop screen, I would probably be threatened with disorderly conduct. As usual. If I, uh, if I don't <laughs> stop playing it. Uh, so, we'll tell you more about exactly what happened yeah. uh, here, because... That wasn't the end of it. I then contacted Lenko to get their thoughts on this matter. 855-450-FREE. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up what you want. Your stories about uh, militarization of the, uh, your police departments or anything you want. Free talk. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in toll-free to bring up whatever you want. 855-453. The SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-855-450-3733. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. Nemi. And Mark. We're talking about something that is affecting more and more places around this country and around the world as well. It is the militarization of your local police department. It's been going on for a long time. Frank pointed out that the Department of Homeland Security has been enabling police departments to become more militarized in the last decade, and he's right about that. But the militarization of the police predates the Department of Homeland Security. It's been going on for eh, pretty much ever since the war on drugs kicked into gear, uh, probably back in the uh, the 1980s. Uh, SWAT teams came about in the early 1980s, and ever since then, it's just been going downhill uh, and with an acceleration within the last decade. Now you've got the federal government handing out $300,000 grants to local police departments in towns as small as, as ours here. Keene, New Hampshire, 23,000 people live here. Uh, they're getting a bearcat unless we can somehow put a stop to it uh, tomorrow night at the only city council public hearing they're going to bother having. And that's after they've already accepted the grant. So it's going to be pretty difficult to turn these people around. But I think there's a chance. 
unlike a big city like Philadelphia or somewhere where you know there's forty something or the you know fifteen city council members, but you know one point something million people or two million sure. people in the city. In this case, a fairly small group of people who are dedicated enough to come out and, and do something can have an effect. As was mentioned, there are already 500 petition signatures or close to 500 that are going to be presented mm-hmm. to, the, to the council tomorrow. There is, it is expected and that's that, a good percentage of the population. And it's, well, it's being well covered by the local media, too. Yes, and there's also um, – there are also people who will be coming out who are business owners locally that you know have been seen before at the council. So it's not just a bunch of newbie uh, liberty activists that are going to be speaking. Many of the councilors are at in at-large seats, which are every two years, which means that they That's have correct. to deal with uh, you know they're getting elected every two years. When a list of them is distributed of who voted for the uh, for the Bearcat and who were, who voted to keep the Bearcat is really I think the the biggest issue. When a list of them is distributed, that isn't going to be so great for them at election time right and i, I feel like people really don't know what goes on in their city council and if they're going to vote they're usually voting on some name that they recognize and if they can remember oh that's the person who that's did something i don't mm-hmm. like whatever that might be it's a killer and going out and talking with folks and doing my own research on this because i've been out liking and going out and getting signatures from folks i think that the most frustrating part for me is not really having any sort of report or actual hard figures to give to people as to what will what the taxpayers of Keene and Cheshire County will be on the hook for regarding maintenance, upkeep, right. training of personnel to use this vehicle. None of those figures are available, so far as I can tell. Sure. I mean, we don't know. We have no idea that if when this, A, that this vehicle isn't designed to break down every single month mm. so that you have to send it back to the uh, the manufacturer. B, we, I mean, who's ever heard of Linko? I've never heard of Linko. That means that they don't make trucks nope. um, that, uh, you know, people can get. Who who fixes these trucks? Linko. Does it have to be put on a... Uh, needs to go to fl- Nashua once a month for maintenance. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, so, <laughs> you know, what, what does maintenance cost for this extraordinarily specialized vehicle. When um, back in India, if you've heard of the white elephant, what a white elephant is, one emperor would, to impoverish another emperor, give them a rare white elephant. Nothing could be done with it. It could be not used for any kind of work. It couldn't be ridden. It could nothing. You just had to maintain just had to the, yep. the white elephant. And this was intended to mm. impoverish the other person, but it's this huge gift. Right. This is, in truth, a white elephant. Interesting. You should make. You should mention that at the meeting tomorrow. Mark. I'm afraid I'm going to be at work. What do you mean? It's five thirty. Well, I, am I even welcome to speak in a town that absolutely. I absolutely? This, this, this affects, affects the county. This affects the county. You can we can get signatures on this from anyone in the area because you were talking about the upkeep costs. Yeah. One of the excuses the city workers are going to use is, well, you don't have to worry about it, uh, city of Keene, because the surrounding communities have committed to paying into some of the upkeep costs too. They mm. certainly so haven't yet. You and your town, Mark, will be paying for the uh, the upkeep costs. No, Mark. On this. Mark, you have town meeting where you live, right? Yes. Did you have a Lenco Bearcat line item on your budget this nope. last year? I, I've never even heard of it. Um, the they could the have. town meetings that I go to certainly didn't so i don't think any surrounding towns have actually well, they agreed say, they said they've had a you know an agreement i guess verbally maybe it's not been you can't get down. a verbal you agreement can't get a verbal these, right you can't, you can't do that get a verbal agreement from these select they're going to claim they've got an agreement from the town some surrounding how are towns. you going to i mean I, 
I, you big fat liar. I mean, yeah. you know, maybe you should come out one. and say, no, you know, my town's not going to agree to this, so go to hell. Um, but I'm, I think that the I, more people that can come out uh, that you know aren't aren't necessarily perceived as the usual crew or the usual crew of suspects uh, of activists, <laughs> you, you don't think that I'm considered part of the usual crew of yeah. suspects? Well, I'm not, so you're not. Yeah. You're different because you've got kids, Mark, and you you know you're well, a little you more established. I'm going to fly him in for this. So um, you shower once in a while. <laughs> so there's a lot of outrage about this in the in the community. There's been a lot of uh, people who are upset, and most everybody seems to be against it when you talk to them. So the the trick is going to be to get the city council members to realize that. As I wrote in my email to them, where where I linked to them to this video of this promo video, this very militarized, uh, glor- violence glorifying video that they have, uh, the Lenko folks, I said to them, "Look, I had no problem getting petition signatures on the streets of Keene for this. So you either get to do one of two things: you can either do what the people of Keene want you to do, or you can do what the police want you to do. You can't have it both ways." And so what are they going to do? Are they going to try to satisfy the police chief and the, the, the police? Or are they, going to, are they going to go against a whole bunch of people that possibly could vote them out of office? That's what they have to realize is that this could be a, a career killer for their, their city council careers uh, on into the future. And that will be, in my opinion, the only thing that will change their it's minds. It's the only thing that will change their minds. And, and I think for the, the folks who have been in comments for a long time, we have Mitch Greenwald and Cynthia Georgina and um, a, a couple other folks whose names fail me right it at the moment. It doesn't matter. No one is there. You know, you know, they're they're not they don't really care. Those are I I think the other folks who haven't been on city council who actually do 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 things to change things for the better on city council who aren't actually just there to be a city councilor. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think those the folks who are new may speak their minds, but I think that the folks who have been there for a long time are just going to do status quo. Yeah, I, I don't think anybody. But they I don't, want to please people. That's the thing with these small town politics. Different from the big cities, it's easier for them in the big city to ignore people because, well, there's you know a couple million people in the city. I, you you don't represent anybody. Uh, but if right, you, you're just you're just somebody who's up here. You know, nobody ever comes to these, and if you do come to them, you must be crazy. We don't listen to crazy right. peoples, so go right ahead and speak, and we'll ignore you. I mean, that's. But, but we here, have to pretend like we listen to people. Yeah, these crazy. people have to play a different game because they literally live down the street from you here. I mean, literally, one of the city councilors lives down the street from mm-hmm. me. Uh, you know, these people are your neighbors, and they are people who want to please everyone. So they want to please the police chief, and they figured no one comes to their meetings, so they're not going to offend anybody by accepting something for the police. Whoops! They stepped in it right. big time. Everybody's upset about this, or it seems like the super majority of people are upset about this, and so now they're going to have to play it differently. But look what's happening behind the scenes i as i mentioned before uh i had uh, attempted to get the city to give me access to their projector so i could play the lenko promo video at the city council meeting was told after the fact you won't be allowed to do that because the city's afraid of a copyright lawsuit uh, by lenko it's total nonsense it's uh, it's just the city attorney basically you know blocking for Lenko, essentially mm-hmm. preventing the city councilors, attempting to prevent them from seeing this video. So I emailed now, the, 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 one, the... The most valid thing to be said here is that maybe since the city council has said yes, they might be on the hook for some kind of uh, costs by saying no. Said, said yes to, to what? They've said yes, we'll take oh, the grit. To, uh, no, like I don't I, think so. I would be inclined to agree with Ian, but, but I would. what I would really like to know is why haven't we seen anything out of city council or any facts or figures from Lenko in terms of what, who's going to be on the hook for what, what the responsibility is to the surrounding towns? I've seen nothing. 
Well, you should bring that up maybe at the, Absolutely. At the meeting. I will be at the meeting tomorrow. Great. And they, uh, th- what happened after this situation where I was told I wouldn't be able to show the video was Lenko, I talked to them on the phone to try to say, all right, fine, last ditch effort. Let's see if Lenko has a, a problem. Of course, I knew they would, but I wanted to just talk to him anyway uh, to see if they had a problem with me showing the video. And, if, and the, the salesman admitted over the phone, the head salesman who's going to be at the meeting admitted to me that, oh, the video you want to show isn't intended to be seen by anyone but police departments. Then why is it on the internet? Well, even so, I mean, that that's not that's not the scary part. The scary part is that they've got one video for police departments, they've got another video to, uh, for the uh, city council. The city council right. is to represent the people. The city, the police department is to represent what? The state, of course. I mean, they they show the militarized armored personnel carrier uh, with all the cool guns and and all that and the and the uh, crash front the the front end crash thing that can shoot gas into somebody's home. They show all that cool stuff to the cops, mm-hmm. but to the city council people, they I don't know what do they got hippies in the back? I have no I, idea. Yeah, I don't what, know. Eight five five four fifty free is a SACL CAI toll free line. Then that afternoon, Lenko all of a sudden decides to make their video private. On YouTube, meaning you had to have the URL to be able to access it. But then you still could. Now it's gone for good. Fallen Angel Toys is a tasteful company for adult desires and fetish fantasy. Thousands of items. Vibrators, literature, blindfolds, lubes, and more. Great for bachelorette parties or serious lifestylers. We're a family-owned business with new specials every week. Discreet packaging and shipping and safe, secure checkout through PayPal. Use code FDL at checkout for 25% off your first time. No minimum purchase required. That's FallenAngelToys.com. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Toll-free number 855-450-FREE. The SACL CAI toll-free line. 855-450-3733. Join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features that we have there for you. Once again, freetalklive.com. Here with you tonight, Ian. Nemi. And Mark. And on the website, you get to control the content. You find something online that you think is interesting, whether it's a YouTube video, blog post, news item. You submit it as show prep over at freetalklive.com, and then other listeners can vote as to whether or not they like or dislike your suggestion. And the most liked will make it to the front page in the top of the website at freetalklive.com. So head over there and get interactive. Throughout the first hour, for those of you just tuning in, we've been talking about, uh, in detail, because I don't think we've really covered this uh, too heavily on the show at all, uh, what's been going on here in our very own Keene, New Hampshire, with the police department and the city council working quietly to attempt to get their hands on a federal government grant, $300,000 to buy what they call a Lenko Bearcat. Lenko is the manufacturer. Bearcat is the uh, the name of this armored truck it is a counterattack truck. They're trying to position it as a rescue vehicle, but all the um, all of the marketing materials from Lenko are targeted toward the police, and they make it look like you know you'll be the ultimate badass if you are driving or hanging off the back of this thing. Uh, it's very there's a video that was a, a promotional video for it. It's very fetishizing towards uh, mili- you know the military, essentially making the police look like the military, and uh, it's just absolutely sickening what they're doing here. 
they're trying to get they tried to get away with it quietly. The people of Keene are pretty upset. A lot of them are. Seems like the super majority, and when I say super majority, I mean eighty plus percent of the people of Keene are pretty upset it about this. It doesn't take much to knock one of these councilors out. These people tend to win by dozens of votes. Right. Um and, and we've got five hundred people who've signed a petition saying they don't want this bear cat. The and first generally- petition was to the first petition with 144 signatures gathered over a weekend was just to have them reconsider the issue. Now the petition is specifically against the Bearcat. So Correct. only people, the people signing this do not want the Bearcat. Uh, people are coming out to a, a council meeting tomorrow night, but there's been some sliminess going on in the meantime with the Lenko people, the manufacturer, trying to cover up their trail. They had this video of, of the Bearcat, this promo video on their website. It's, as I mentioned before, this very fetishized kind of video where they're just, it's a very Michael Bay, slow mo, lots of worshiping. I don't know what Michael Bay is. Michael Bay is the guy that Director. directed uh, Transformers. Uh, he directed uh, The Rock. He's directed all these like action films mm-hmm. with huge explosions and slow mo military guys doing things. It looks very Michael Bay esque. <laughs> and uh, it's very worshiping of the, uh, the police and the military and, the, and violence as well, like slow mo. Of, uh, of, of, I guess, rounds firing out of machine guns and just all kinds of stuff like that. So this was on their YouTube channel until things started bubbling up here in Keene this week. And then mysteriously, the Lenko company decided to restrict the cha- uh, the this particular video. They set a restriction on it that meant that you could not find it anymore. So if you searched on YouTube for Bearcat Lenko G3 or whatever, mm-hmm. which we, you used to pull up the video, it wouldn't come up. You could still go to the URL at which the video was hosted, and you could see it that way. So it was restricted to only people that knew what the URL was. That was yesterday. They changed it from completely open to restricted yesterday. And then today, it's been completely removed from their YouTube channel. This, this is, is clearly in response to what's happening Transparency, here Transparency, well, right? I wonder if it's in response to, do they have ACDC's permission? This video has been up there for a while. I understand. I, I'm just wondering, did they have ACDC's permit? This was the conversation we were having earlier today. It would seem unlikely that they would have gone through the process of making such a you know, no. polished video. I don't know whether I agree with you, Ian. I mean, <laughs> this is pretty specialized. I, I, having worked in advertising, I can tell you I have d- dealt more than one time with somebody who's using a song that they didn't pay the money yeah. for. It happens plenty of times in political campaigns, too. I mean, at You're least not saying once it was a, a coincidence, though, Nemi, that no, it was just this I week don't that they know. took it down? I, I don't know. No, it was, the, I it was would after love I had agree a conversation. With you. Well, I, no, it's, it's a coincidence because they would get caught is a suggestion. Yes. They're doing this because of what's happening in Keene. They're doing it because of the hubbub that's going on in Keene. They don't want the city council Agreed. to see this video. The city workers put the fix in to try to prevent it from being shown at the city council meeting. Yep. Lenko tried to restrict the video. Now they've removed it from their website. They do not want the city council to see this. They don't think this sale's in the bag. Even though it's already a done deal, the they're sending the their head salesman out to the city council meeting tomorrow night to, to make sure that this thing goes through. They know that there's a chance this is is going to get turned around, and they're bringing out all the, hev- the you know the heavy weaponry, so to speak, uh, to attempt to uh, to attempt to continue this process, to attempt to get the get the sale. So it's really slimy stuff. So I posted a, a blog post, 
and an update on my Facebook about what Lenko did with pulling their video offline and said, hey, guess what? Some good person happened to have the foresight and they went to keepvid.com and they downloaded, which is a great <laughs> website that allow you to download any YouTube video that you come across. Uh, went to keepvid.com and downloaded the uh, Lenko promo video. So here it is. They uploaded it to a uh, anonymous file sharing website out there on the internet somewhere and uh, you know maybe they used Tor or some sort of anonymizing system to uh, to upload it so there's no way you could trace it back to anyone uh, but this uh, this person uh, whoever it was was very very you know thoughtful in doing this because now we still have the video we've got an some mp4 of it good person and uh, and so someone else at the cop block organization some heroic person now there's a bunch of people at cop block so there's no way to know exactly who it was uh, but someone at cop block decided to upload this video to their website and so now the video's back. And if you haven't seen this video yet, until they pull the cop block one, because uh, it's likely Lenko's going to complain about it and probably have that pulled, you can go to freekeen.com. And it's right there. It's the top story uh, as we speak over at freekeen.com. So r- word is other people have downloaded the MP4 and will be uploading it to their YouTube channels. And I'd like to encourage you that if you you know if you feel like that this information should be out there for people to see, you may want to consider doing the same thing. The MP4 is also linked in the post over at freekeen.com. So you can just download the MP3 or the MP4 from there and upload it to your favorite video sharing website, whether it be LiveLeak, MetaCafe, or YouTube. I'm not saying you should do that. I'm just saying you could if you wanted to. All right, so 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. Let's continue and take your calls. We'll go to Jeremy, listening in Michigan. Jeremy, you're on Free Talk Live. Oh, we appear to have gone to your call as you were passing through a bad cell. Can you hear me? Oh, uh, yes. All right, you're a little bit better. Go ahead. Um, Yeah, for whoever's uh, going to the city council meeting tomorrow, I have a few suggestions. Okay, go for it. Okay. Um, what I was thinking is that they, uh, if you go to fee.org, I mean, means that this is a federal tax money. I mean, nothing's free. That's what I don't understand when they, people always talk about this stuff being free, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But you're talking about six or seven years worth of work, you know, for somebody working 40 hours a week to pay for that, you know what I mean? Sure. That's what, <laughs> most people don't enjoy their jobs that much, and there's danger involved, and people die at work. That's the whole thing I don't understand about, you know, the... the you know, that's the whole thing about federal and local spending and everything. But anyway, if you go to uh, fee.org, you can get uh, economics in one lesson in a PDF. And, uh, you know, there's a good section on Bastiat's uh, broken window policy uh, in there. If you took and uh, printed that up and highlighted it and give a copy to each one of the council members, then maybe uh, just a slight chance that one of them might read it later. You know what I mean? <laughs> Well, I mean, you can always give them economics in one lesson any time. I don't know if that's something you really want to focus on to get them to turn around. Well, well I mean, if, 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 you, uh, if, you, if, you, if you if you tried to explain to the people there that the uh, that you know nothing's free and that and a lot of people that a lot of people believe that window fallacy. You know, I mean, they think, well, you, you know, you know, you're, you're adding money to the economy. You know, you're helping things out, but you know, the the federal deficit. I mean, pretty much everybody. It's all, you know, it's all of our money, you know, no matter where you're at, but. I, yeah, I totally you know, get where you're coming from, and I don't, you know, I don't oppose what you're suggesting. I just don't think that uh, 
you know, this particular meeting that you're talking about where they're going to be looking at this specific issue, that that's going to be persuasive to them. Because as far as they're concerned, to them, it's free. As far as their city budget is concerned, it's tr- it's completely transparent. It will not increase the uh, the city taxes, and those are the only things these people are concerned with. Um, so I, th- I get your point, and I think yeah. it's a fine idea to attempt to educate city council types on the ideas of liberty. I just don't feel like that would uh, be be as focused as, as people should be focused. But thank you for the suggestion. Appreciate hearing from you. you. 855-450-FREE is the toll-free number here. You can take control of the airwaves. And again, has this happened anywhere else? Has there ever been a pushback like this? I hope the Lenko company regrets ever hearing what Keen would do, even finding out Keen existed. Yeah, I hope that the, it, their experience is so bad they refuse to sell a truck to Keen if you know if they wanted to buy one. I don't, I don't think it'll go that far, but I hope <laughs> they just don't get one. 855-450-FREE, the toll-free number. You take control. Free Talk Live. A technology is created that upends the foundations of society. The wheel, the printing press, the internet. Now, in a world sliding into financial chaos, a new technology is changing the way monetary systems work around the world. It is called Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a new form of money, controlled not by banks, governments, or corporations, but through mutual commerce between free individuals. To learn more, visit WeUseCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything you want. 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features there, we give away. We've got archives that go all the way back to late 2006, and they're all free. So download them at your leisure. You can have as many as you'd like. There's no logging in or membership fees or anything like that. You just click, and they're yours over at freetalklive.com. Bitcoins. They're the world's... First, anonymous digital cash. With bitcoins, there are no contracts to sign or terms of service to abide by. Anyone can download the free bitcoin software and be using them in just a few minutes. With bitcoins, you can send and receive money anywhere in the world without needing permission from any bank or government. To learn how, visit weusecoins.org. It's weusecoins.org. Another thing I should say about uh, bitcoins is when you send money, it doesn't cost any money to send money in bitcoins. Uh, you know that's real important. And when uh, you know businesses accept bitcoins, it's like accepting cash. It's not like accepting PayPal. Because dealing, if you're in business and you're you accept PayPal, you know that there's something akin to Satan. Um, anytime anybody wants to give a uh, chargeback or whatever, yeah, you, you know you're at their mercy. We use coins.org, bitcoins, not the same thing. And now, thanks to uh, bitinstant.com, you can have bitcoins in less than an hour by depositing cash at any major bank. Buy your bitcoins with cash. Visit bitinstant.com. It's bitinstant.com. Let's continue with you and your thoughts. We go to Steve listening in Missouri. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Nemi, and Mark. Hey, guys. Hey, Steve. So I wanted to call about the uh, the cat issue. Yes. This is the military police vehicle that uh, is attempting to be foisted upon towns and cities all across the country. All across the country, okay. Yeah, there are over so, 300 cities that already have these Bearcat uh, vehicles in them, and our very own Keene, New Hampshire, is the next one on the list, and uh, we're doing everything we can to put a stop to it. This is 301? I don't know if the 300 is an exact number, but it's somewhere around there. That's according around to there. That's according to Lenko, the manufacturer, that there are over 300. Okay. So 
why not? What I was wondering is why don't you play some of the audio from the like there must have been some kind of um, city or state uh, uh, city office or some kind of get together where they talk about is this a good idea or not? Why is that not being played on? Where they talk about whether what? I'm sorry. Whether this is a good idea or not? Well, whether. Yeah, whether the, whether it's a good idea or not. A good um, idea. There was apparently some sort of a meeting, and it was all the meetings around here are recorded by the local cable access channel. So odds are good there is some sort of audio. Basically, you're going to see the police chief coming in, presenting the idea to the city commission, and then them nodding their heads and going along with whatever he tells them. Because they did this, you know, they did this without really making any sort of to do about it. It was done quietly within the holiday season. Easily and quietly, yeah, yeah. And and that's exactly my point. Like I think that would be, you know, from your perspective, it would be good. To play that video, I think it would be pretty dull how, as far as on the air. If you're talking about, is, if you're talking about for you know, on their the actual proceedings and and their meetings, if, if you're, Steve, if you're is. talking about for on the radio, it would be awful. I mean, like, have you ever been to a city council meeting? Well, I mean, you know, you might be able to pick out certain clips that kind of showed. You might be able to, but have you ever been to a city council meeting? Yes, I have. It, it is really boring. Yeah, and I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to subject my audience to uh, actually having to listen to. There any might of be the city some excerpts meeting. in it that are worth. That's hearing. what he just said. But I, as again, I I don't tend to believe that city council meetings are usually worth putting on the air at all. Um, it's only well. Well, I guess my point is, but at the same time, like a lot of maybe a lot of your listeners may um, be uh, like like these ideas and everything, but they, maybe they haven't been to a city council meeting. And maybe if they heard it, that it would, you know, maybe or at least some clips, they would understand, like, how ridiculous it actually is. Well, they're not going to make it sound ridiculous. I mean, the the meeting that you're talking about where the police are pitching this, they're pitching it to the city council as though it's a rescue vehicle. And then it's going to save lives and it's going to help people and that, uh, you know, it's free and that the government's giving us this grant so it won't cost anything sure. except for a little bit of money each year to upkeep it. And that, uh, you know, this is something the police really want. It's important. The federal government's going to pay for it. So these are all the points they're, they're making. I mean, it's not anything that's going to be earth shattering. Well, no, no, it won't. But at least uh, individuals who live at least in New Hampshire, where you are, they'll at least get to hear that part, and then they'll get to hear your retort. Well, I see where you're coming from, and you know, just, if you're going to move to uh, New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, you could take on that uh, that task. You could uh, gra- grab the videos of these council meetings and cut them up and, and put them online. So that's great. You, right, should, you should do that. YouTube, hey, thanks for the call tonight, Steve. Anything else you want to share? No, that's it. I right, appreciate hearing from you at 855-450-FREE. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, you know um, there are a lot of people that have uh, really interesting ideas for activism, but they tend to want to kind of, uh, well, put, throw them out there and see if someone else runs with them. And there are a lot of people here who are doing a lot of stuff. Uh, I've got my hands full with, uh, with activism in various different ways. Of course, I also run a business at the same time. Everybody's busy, I guess is what I'm saying. And so usually if you want something done right, you've got to do it yourself. So for all the great ideas out there, and I, I did this too during one of the breaks, Mark. You yeah, were like, and I why doesn't defend, everybody call I, the radio show? I wanted to defend show? you on this one because the fact is 
I don't see you screwing around. I mean, you know, you... I you, spend too much time on Facebook. You probably... Yeah, certainly, we all spend, a, you know... When the average person sits down and watches TV for three hours at night and drinks some beer and stuff like that, you don't do that. You decide whether or not you're going to go to bed at two o'clock in the morning after while you're sitting on the computer doing work. And, uh, you know, like you uh, an act- activist here can only do so much. Right. Video video editing is incredibly time intensive work. Yes, it is. What he's suggesting may be a value. But the question is, how much value is it of and how much time would it cost? And I don't don't know the answer and you know when when one suggests things i understand like i understand i've recommended the activists here do things and then when it's suggested that i do them i'm like i don't get involved in the kind of activism you people do go on and do your own thing and and it doesn't get done because well many for one a the only ideas that are good ideas in this world are the ideas that you have. Everybody else's ideas stink. So if you want good ideas to be done, you're going to have to do them yourself because you have the good ideas and everybody else's stink. And think about I it. I faced this problem, too. I mean, I've thrown some ideas out that I thought were great, but I just didn't have time to run with them myself. And no one has done anything with them. So, you know, that's that. That's just how things go. There's certainly a, a great idea pile that is lying off to the side that, that no one has, has really been able to pick up. Up and run with. There's, there's certainly no lack of great ideas. What we what we're missing is people's feet on the ground to actually go right. out and, we and need get hundreds them done. more, hundreds and thousands more activists here in in New Hampshire. And that's what the point of the Free State Project is: is to bring people with those ideas and the willingness to perform them together. Because it's easy to sit out there and throw, oh yeah, great, here's a great idea for you to basically armchair activist. And I'm not saying Steve isn't somebody who wouldn't pick up the ball and run with it if he were here. I, I don't know Steve. He's just a guy that called the show uh, tonight. But I'm just throwing it out there for you. Hey, if you're excited by what's happening here and you can think of something that we're missing, come here and provide that. Come here and do it. Said, Lead the way. Help us out. Well, wait, what can happen is if you've got a good idea but someone's not willing to start it, they might be willing to join you in it. They might be willing to assist you with your idea. 855-450-FREEZE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It wasn't my idea to get petition signatures. That was someone else's, but I helped That's with right. it. That's We're right. coming up. Free Talk Live. Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated radio program on more than 100 radio stations coast to coast. We've been named Talkers Magazine's Heavy 100 list. That's the 100 most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our more than 100 radio stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for less than $1,000 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Toll free number 855-453. That's the SACL CAI toll free line 1-855-450-3733. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and we give you the features on our site for free, so enjoy those. We've got the Shrine of Female listeners, the dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing that they are listeners of this program. Shrine.freetalklive.com We'll get you to their website, or to that website, to that page on our website, shrine.freetalklive.com. Coming up here in just over two weeks, 
February 23rd through the 26th, it is the Liberty Forum. The Free State Project is bringing it to you as they have done every year, almost every year for the last several years. Uh, Mark and I have broadcast uh, live from each Liberty Forum, and Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live this time around. And it's a great time. You're going to be with hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people, people who have ideas and who are willing to implement them and who are willing to help other people with, uh, with their ideas. They're coming all to the same place, all to the same hotel in Nashua, New Hampshire. There will be great guest speakers like uh, Carlos Miller from Photography is Not a Crime, the guy that was just arrested in Miami not too long ago for being the media, uh, being a photojournalist. Also, uh, Joel Salatin is going to be there, the author of You Can Farm, The Entrepreneur's Guide to Starting and Succeeding in a Farming Business. He'll be talking about, as I understand it, how everything he wants to do is illegal. Uh, Jody Emery from Cannabis Culture Magazine, who's a lady that's very familiar with things being illegal that shouldn't be. Peter Schiff, the investment advisor, and many more. Prax Girl will be there. Uh, and John Bush from the Austin, uh, Texas Liberty Movement. So go to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. You can get signed up there. Use our coupon code FTL2012 to save 10%. That's freestateproject.org slash libertyforum. The VIP, uh, by the way, is only around 210 bucks. And then you take 10% off, so you save another 20 bucks there. So you're under $200 for the, the whole convention. Obviously, hotels on top of that. But just to go to the convention to get into all the, the luncheons and dinners and keynote speeches and everything, it's a pretty good deal. You can't beat that kind of convention pricing. So, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. The real reason for me, though, to go is to is to meet great people who many of them are considering a move to New Hampshire. Others have already moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, which, in case you haven't heard, is a movement of liberty-minded people all converging to the same place. Because had the Bearco or the Bearcat, the Lenko Bearcat come to uh, Sarasota, Florida, I never would have been able to have an effect on that. Nothing. You would have been able to do nothing. Yeah. I mean, I could have gone to a city council meeting and spoken, but I would have had no one behind me. I would have had no, no network uh, with which to, uh, to connect with people and, and get out there and make a difference. The city would be too big. They wouldn't care what I had to say. So, As they say in New York, forget about it. Yeah. I mean, just, just forget about it. I mean, Everything's different when you get together with people who give a damn, with people who are willing to do something. Everything changes when you have numbers on your side. So find out what it's all about, freestateproject.org slash Liberty Forum. Uh, I don't know. Is there anything else that we need to say about this Bearcat? Because it's, it's, it's looming. Uh, it's happening tomorrow night. We're going to be here, I think, in time for the show, so everything should be fine on, on air, and we'll let you know how things go. Uh, I don't know what to expect. I know that some people are saying the city council is just basically doing this to for for looks like they oh, they've kind of been cornered into having a public it's hearing. Formality, so they're really? going to have the public hearing and then blow everybody off. But I think there's a chance that things could change because if enough people from the community show up and express their their outrage on this issue, I think that the city council is going to have be a hard pressed time to ignore that. I, I think the only other two pieces and they're related that I have to share on this issue it's that the the rumor mill regarding the status of the Bearcat order is really kind of up in the air. We have we have a couple people who have been reporting that they're getting word from folks who work in the industry that the the keen bound Bearcat is already built and ready to go. It just needs to be armored. It's on the ground. It's almost here. It'll it'll be here next week. Sounds unbelievable. I mean, I've heard the, the official news is that uh, it's not to be delivered until June. Right. 
And then there's that. Yeah. So there, there are conflicting reports. It's just that the, the, the misinformation to me is, is frustrating. The lack of information to me on what the actual costs are going to be and how they're going to be divvied up by taxpayers when area towns have been downsizing their budgets, especially for mutual aid. I, I, I want to know more about this before, and I don't know how, um, the city council, I think is patently irresponsible to accept a grant when when the follow up funds have not been have haven't been um, collected or even got, haven't been they can't possibly passed. be passed yeah right well I wonder what uh, this grant like what are the strings that are attached to this thing like for instance if I were involved in the city council as a councilor uh, my proposal would be that we accept the grant and then have ourselves a fundraiser on top of it where everyone gets five swings with a sledgehammer uh, against the – this is somebody else's idea. It's a great idea where you've seen those like beat up the old car yes. events that they have at like the county mm-hmm. fair or whatever. Well, it would be the same thing except it would be the Bearcat. And you could have people uh, you know, take a swing take a swing at the Bearcat for two bucks or something like that yeah. and, uh, and then just basically trash the thing, uh, send it off to the junk uh, the junkyard after the fact and then you know raise a little bit extra money off of it. Right. What happens if this – gets into an accident who's responsible for it or even i've, I've seen a couple of people say okay let's um, use this as an off-road vehicle to go out we have we have uh, hundreds of miles of trails around here that it could go out and be used to clear the brush de- the fire department could use it as a brush truck sure. absolutely and and there's all there are all sorts of different uses it could be used for but not that none of those are on the list from the from city council for what this is supposed to do as far as city council's concerned it's supposed to come out as a showpiece to threaten people during pumpkin fest mm-hmm. that's it well i remember the first time i saw one of these was it was the footage from dc where eddie free and meg uh, who's one of the bloggers at free keen mm-hmm. were down there and they were at i think it was when they were trying to just walk on like july 4th or something like that they were it was independence day and they were trying to go from one point to another and there were like checkpoints set up in the parks in dc just mm-hmm. for Anyone that was walking around D.C. was having to go through police checkpoints, and it was really creepy police state video. And at one point, I saw this really intimidating black armored truck with the you know the police lights in the grill, and it was the Bearcat. I didn't know at that time what it was called, mm-hmm. but I just thought, oh my gosh, look at this thing. It's this monstrosity, this horrible beast of a truck that looks really intimidating and it's, it's, I thought to myself, boy, I'm glad I don't live in Washington, D.C. And now here it is, literally you know, weeks away from arriving here in Keene. Any military vehicle in your neighborhood, I, I, forgive me for stating the obvious, is scary. And, and again, I'll reference back to to the 2005 floods in Keene when we had the National Guard on my street and um, my street, the residents of my street and my neighborhood were mandatorily evacuated, meaning you needed to go or you faced arrest. That is scary. That was one of the most terrifying points in my life to be told that I needed to leave my home uh, or face arrest. And here are these military vehicles on my street over the course of this week. They didn't need a Bearcat. They didn't need an armored vehicle. I've not seen anything in my in my years of living here that that would require an armored vehicle in in Cheshire County. Just no reason for it. Yeah, you know, um, let people keep their quarter million dollars. They can always come up with some reason or another. The you know what concerns me is this is a this is a vehicle of war and against whom is the Keene Police Department going to war? And the, people. You know, the only that's the only thing I can come mm-hmm. up with. I, this is a vehicle that is intended to be sold to the military 
And that's well, intended it, for law enforcement. That, that well, oh, oh, cursorily. Yeah. It's a military vehicle intended for law enforcement. Uh, no, basically. not just it's it's intended for war too. Do you, do you want me to do you want to go through the Linko site here and um, the Bearcat Med Evac Mill? That mill means it's a military vehicle. It's military spec. Um, I don't know if they're mark. Yes, you're right, Mark. There are militaries around the world and probably the U.S. military that are, are V-hull blast shield protects against grenades and IED attacks. When was the mm-hmm. last grenade IED attack you heard about in the United mm-hmm. States? There's a guy that set himself on fire around here, but that's about it. Yeah, this th- these are military vehicles with military models. Um, oh, absolutely, but they're marketed toward the police. Linko Bearcat slash military. In the model. video, in the video where they're talking about this design for military personnel no doubt no doubt in the video though it says how swat does business being marketed towards the police There's police sure. in the video dressed as military members so the line between police and military is blurring and it's because of things like this yeah and I it would needs agree. to end 855 free and the symbolism of accepting it is one thing but the symbolism of rejecting it is even more powerful it's basically an f you to the feds get out of here we don't want you around here and i think that's that would be cool if that happened it's free talk live more coming up DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office products, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supplies, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Shop.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, get a great deal, and a portion of your purchase goes to benefit Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon via shop.freetalklive.com. Talk Live. The toll-free number is 855-453. Sakel CAI toll-free line 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. You can enjoy the features that we have there. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you may support us by going to promote.freetalklive.com. That's where you'll find everything from web banners, uh, graphics, to high-res graphics, to free bumper sticker, stuff that you can uh, easily utilize to help promote Free Talk Live to other people. Uh, So go to promote.freetalklive.com. All right. I think moving on from the militarization of the police into how it is the police are getting involved in more and more people's lives who never expected it. Uh, In this case, the news is from republicmagazine.com where they're reporting on the police going after parents, parents who have allowed their children to be tardy. That's right. You could face jail time if your kid shows up late. To school. I'm not sure this is a new thing. No, it's not. But it's, you know, getting reported on and it's important that people uh, be aware that this actually goes on. I think a lot of people understand that underlying the government school system is a layer, you know, a heavy layer of force and threats of violence against parents. But it's something it's important to make that crystal clear. RepublicMagazine.com cite uh, a report from the London Times. Mark and Amy Denicor of Waterford, Virginia, face a March 14th criminal trial. Because, uh, by the way, there's William Norman Grigg, by the way, who's writing this great uh, author who really is the man when it comes to following the police state. Anyway, criminal trial because their three schoolchildren have accumulated roughly 30 tardy slips. 
The couple was arraigned on February 6th before Judge Pamela Brooks of the Loudoun County Juvenile and Domestic Relations Court. Each of them has been charged with three Class three misdemeanors, each of which carries a maximum $500 fine, according to the Washington Post. Now, I don't know where Loudoun is, but this could be any town USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, is, it is illegal everywhere to... Withhold your children from the government school indoctr- the government indoctrination camps, also known as government schools, or as I like to call them, day prisons uh, for children. And they don't like it when you try to do your own thing with your kids, or you know, homeschool them without their permission. There's all kinds of rules surrounding this, and of course, it really belies the fact that the government people think they own your children. I think. I- I think they've come to think they own your children because I think it for a great part in America, to a great extent, the responsibility of parenting has really shifted. Um, and I, I'm not sure the underlying factors to it, but a, a good friend of mine is a principal of an elementary school and he laments to me he has over the last 10 to 15 years, you know, more and more responsibilities are being shifted to him and his administration in this public school. Uh, to take care of children, they they need to feed them like breakfast. Feeding, yeah, feeding feeding them breakfast, lunch, dinner, after school until parents come out. Mm-hmm. You know, and all of these services are well, they're not they're not his. Um, it's not consistent. The people that he serves, the community that he serves, is not really uh, fit to pay additional uh, tons of additional fees for extra fee for breakfast, extra fee for after school care. But still, the need is there because do you want these kids going home after school to an empty house? Of course not. Won't someone please think I of went the children? To, I went to home in the afternoon to an empty house. I, I did at age seven, if I, as early as I can recall. I was a latchkey kid at, yeah, pretty pretty early on. And and it, in, it, I grew up with with two parents who stayed home. Hmm. So, I, you know, the, the kids like you, my parents would be, you know, they would be like, oh, gosh. Little Mark, he's going home. Little Ian, he's going home. I worry about them, mm-hmm. you know. And, and so maybe we didn't burn the house down. Well, no, you guys <laughs> survived, and, and I'm sure it's it's doable. A- absolutely, I'm sure I I could have done the same thing. But what I, what I'm saying is, I think that the oh gosh, won't someone think of little Mark and little Ian who are going home by themselves? Can't we just make an after school program that will take care of them? And so the responsibility of parenting sure. and raising kids is is really shifting onto schools, and and therefore government too but that gets a little off the subject of tardy school children i I have way more to say on this but keep going um one thing i want to point out here is that uh, when it comes to breakfasts well you know if they didn't pick the kids up at 6 50 in the morning to Mm. take them to school maybe they wouldn't have to fix them breakfast the kids around here are waking up at 5 30 i mean it's it's insane and kids and and studies show that the kids aren't learning anything until eight or nine in the morning anyway so part of the reason is they've got uh you know they what they need to use the buses in an efficient fashion so they'll pick up the 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 middle school kids at seven the high school kids at eight the bit of the elementary school kids at nine or however they decide to shift the buses around but in another way a lot of the uh, the adults like getting out of work at two o'clock in the afternoon or three o'clock in the afternoon that's pretty awesome and no wonder at that point if a kid's getting out at at three school yeah, when they're the adults uh, that work at the school, when the kids get out at three, no wonder the parents have to work till six. No wonder they have to make these after school programs. If they made school at a more reasonable hour, mm-hmm. then maybe you wouldn't have to deal with these things. Mark Denicor, who's the, uh, the the husband here in this case, works as an attorney. He says he could lose his license to practice law if he loses this case. 
Not yeah. to mention paying upwards of $3,000 in fines for his children's tardiness. And of course, here in New Hampshire, if you don't pay a fine, you go to jail. So, I mean, each here in New Hampshire, 50 bucks a day. Now, again, I don't know where Loudon is uh, or Loudown, L-O-U-D-O-U-N. But in a lot of places, you know, what if you can't afford $3,000? Or what if you have a, a moral objection to it, as I do? Hey, I don't want to send my kids to your school in the first place, so who cares if they're tardy? And, of course, if that was the case, they shouldn't really be sending their kids there at all. Right. But uh, either way, the idea is that parents are somehow responsible for the actions or inactions of their children mm-hmm. is uh, is very insulting. And just the whole idea that anybody could face jail uh, or fining for this is ludicrous. I think that some parents, uh, you know, some parents are responsible for their kids being late to school. I would not uh, doubt that for a second. Some kids are responsible for them being late to school. One would suggest that somehow you're supposed to keep your kids in line. Uh, we have taken a, a sort of attack with Jack where we're um, – my son, where we're intending to, um, you know, sort of do the, do the self-directed learning thing, mm-hmm. you know, let him the way our day is. He gets to kind of decide how things go to some extent. The biggest trouble we have is when, all right, we've got to do such and such and we've got to do it on a time frame. Uh, like you've got to look, we've got to be at the YMCA for your swim class. We've got to be there in 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. Your little butt is going into that seat right now. And, and, you God, know, I hated swim class. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the kid needs to go into the the uh, the Recaro seat and get clipped in and then that's it. Mm-hmm. And this is it's the most difficult times is when you he know, doesn't want to go. Huh? Well, you know, kids kids don't work by the same time frames that we yeah. do. Is it that you're telling him that he has to, or is it this? Is it something different? Well, at at different times, you know, you 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 attempt to use all kinds of different tactics, but kids are slow. They're incredibly slow. Yeah, they can't get their own shoes on. They can't do. They, they want to play with things instead of. Get, so you got to get ready an hour early, basically, to leave. Uh, yeah, and that doesn't that doesn't work out in real life, right? I mean, you know, you're used to you, you you've lived your whole life taking X amount of time to get ready, and now suddenly you have to triple that amount of time. So. It, it sounds like what you're saying here they can these parents can relate to because they've only been a few minutes late. But essentially, as it points out here, the three children have only missed less than three hours each of school since September. I'll bet this lawyer goes ahead and just goes ahead and pays for his kid's education uh, from here on out. What do you mean pays for it? Like as far as <laughs> private school? Pulls them, pulls private them school out. or something. Yeah. I, I would do that. He says, I would say it's pretty extreme. The Virginia truancy statute is for kids that are blowing off school without their parents' knowledge, not for this kind of thing, he said. They're taking a lot of leeway in their interpretation of what the code says to make it criminal conduct. It's outrageous. But hey, dude, that's that's the legal world for you. This is the, the career you Government chose for yourself. When, when the three of us were kids and growing up, your parents could write you a sick note. and if, Whether or not you were sick was really irrelevant, mm-hmm. but your parents could get you out of class. And my understanding from... from yes, I, I wrote plenty of those. Okay. I I never got good at forgery, but anyway, um, now my understanding is even if you you need a note from the doctor, the doctor. wow, now you yeah, need the really note from down. the doctor. Crack down because uh, why I'm not good enough to decide when when my when my kid can be to, be at nope. school or not. I you have they, to use the system. You have to you have to plug into papers, the system please. and get yeah exactly get it's, the official accepted papers. Uh, your your decision as a parent is not enough. You're absolutely right. right. If they make using public schools difficult enough, people will stop using public schools. I, I think you're right, Mark, and I certainly would if I if I had kids. I don't have kids. I don't plan on having kids. 
But I, I wouldn't put up with this. This is ridiculous. But wait a minute, Mark. How are people going to stop using public schools if they can't afford another schooling option? Well, um, I don't know what every school everywhere is, but there are there are options where you can educate your child for fewer dollars. Um, I mean, I know there's a private school in my town that's two, less than $2,000 a year. To Fantastic to, homeschooling maybe, network in New Hampshire yeah, as well. Maybe $2,000 people don't feel like they have, and so they feel like they're stuck in these government schools. 855-450-FREE. And they're too scared to stop paying property taxes because that would be the immediate solution. It's just don't pay the school portion of the property taxes and there's the money that you need to send your kids to school. Hour three is next, but that requires courage and we need more people. Americans are losing their wealth. People are rioting in the streets. For years, the American people have ignored the assaults on our liberty. The book in plain sight, The Disregarded Truth, not only reveals the truths and the deceptive tactics that have caused the decline of our liberty, but also identifies and explains how we, the American people, can restart what was once a free America. It's time to wake up, protect our liberty, and return the government back to its proper role. It's time to know the truth. Order in plain sight. The Disregarded Truth today at Amazon.com. show is free talk live we're launching into the third hour of the program and you can of course bring up anything you would like 855-450-FREE that's the SACL CAI toll free line join us on our website over at freetalklive.com and we give you the features on the site totally free so enjoy those on us once again freetalklive.com joining you in the studio it's Ian and Nemi and Mark and don't forget, you can also join us on the phones, 855-450-FREE. We've been talking about the militarization of the police here tonight and also the in- continual encroachment right now in the dis- this discussion of the government schools, the continued encroachment uh, by these government people into private family life. Uh, in this case, a family, mom and dad, are facing jail. They're facing hundreds of dollars in fines for basically having their kids arrive uh, to school too late. Cumulatively, the dad says, and dad's an attorney, by the way, he faces the loss of his job in addition to this. If he loses this case, he could lose his bar license. And the dad says that uh, the children in this case, three children, have only missed less than three hours each of school since September. He says that uh, the Washington Post education columnist Petula Dvorak, who attended the February 6th hearing in this case, points out that the Denecors got a court summons and now have a March 14th trial date set because they often get their three kids to school about three minutes late. The children have missed approximately an hour of school total because of tardiness. Compare that to a kid who leaves early for a swim lesson or misses several days to go on a family vacation, Mark Denecor says. No court date for doing that. So over it's a period true. of a few months, these kids were a few minutes late on a sev- you know, several occasions, this is and inti- now the parents face three criminal misdemeanor charges. The intention of using the stick as a motivator to get people to, to come on time. But I don't know, ha- was it ever made clear to these parents that, look, if you continue to come, up, come three minutes late, you're going to go to jail? Well, no, jail's it. never going to be put up front. I mean, no, they're, they're going to say it's a fine, and of course, if you don't pay the fine, that's when the jail. But happens. that's not what it's not about the fine, right? This it is. is a, they're, they're misdemeanors, and so they're fines. But again, if you don't pay fines, you th- usually end up in I thought jail. The article said jail. I'm going to go take a look at this. Go ahead. Um, nope, I believe it says there's fines involved. Here's three. Uh, let's see, class three misdemeanors. They've got three of them, and each carries a maximum fine of five hundred dollars. Yeah, sets the trial date. You're right. No, this is in Virginia. Just to clarify. Oh, the Ludown. Lo- L-O-U-D-O-U-N? Uh, I think it's Loudon, Virginia. Loudon? I believe it's pronounced the same way it is in, here in New Hampshire. 
Neither the applicable statute specifically addresses tardiness as a basis for prosecution, which means that Loudoun or Loudoun County has no legal authority to convict the Denicors of an offense. At least that's the interpretation of RepublicMagazine.com. I think that the judge probably will agree with the county's interpretation. The, the judge has set a trial date. So. Right. The Denicors, both of whom are trained as lawyers, although Mrs. Denicor has chosen to be a full-time mother, are preparing a motion to have the case dismissed. If the trial proceeds, Mark Denicor plans to subpoena several witnesses to testify, including kids, teachers, and principal. Good for him. Make as much of a show out of this as you possibly can. Inconvenience the school bureaucrats as much as you possibly can. It's the school bureaucrats who brought this about in the first place. Embarrass them as much as possible because this is ridiculous. He says, I would like parents not to be bullied by the school system, according to Denicor. We send our children to school so they can learn not to be bullied. Largely in response to pressures put on them through the federal No Child Left Behind measure, school districts nationwide are hauling parents into court to face criminal sanctions for chronically tardy or absent children. Last June, for example, the Long Beach Police Department arrested the mother of a middle school student on charges that she had failed to, quote, ensure her son's regular attendance in school in violation of a new truancy law that provides for criminal prosecution, according to the local paper there. In Texas, parents whose children miss more more days than allowed under state law can be criminally prosecuted for, quote, contributing to truancy, unquote, and if convicted in justice court, <laughs> love the name of that, face fines or sentenced to attend truancy or parenting classes. The measure is potentially profitable for people intended inclined to spy and inform on their neighbors. The Arlington, yeah, they do have a lot uh, of these, uh, these snitch, programs. snitch programs, yeah. And as the economy gets bad, more people snitch. They can make a little money. The Arlington and Mansfield Independent School Districts in North Texas have created an anti-truancy program called You Earn, They Learn. Tiara Ellis Richard of the oh Arlington God, Police Department awful. explains that when residents see school-aged children uh, suspected of cutting classes, they can call in anonymous tips to Crime Stoppers. The police will then dispatch reporting a, on homeschoolers all over the state. The police will then dispatch a school resource officer to investigate the complaint, and the informant will be paid up to forty dollars for each confirmed tip. Ah. Uh. That's disgusting. Um, <laughs> I'm stunned by that. So, are you? How I'm often not. do my home? Does my homeschool kid have to be hassled by your cop? That is a good as often question. as possible, Mark. Because my my homeschool cop needs stuff to do to keep him busy and justify his existence. This is an excellent question. What happens if Jack, your son, who is a little too young to be in uh, school at this point, but in a few years. They're mandatory pre-K all over the country. Let's, let's just say Jack's 13 instead of 3. And, uh, and he's, you know, he's able to walk around town on his own at this point. He's, he's you know, mature enough to handle that. And he's, since he's homeschooled, he can be out in the middle of the day, and that's fine. So he's gone into town to run an errand or something like that. And some busybody police officer spots him and gets it into his head that he's uh, truant from school and attempts to, uh, to harass him and stop him and demand identification of him. And how, how exactly will that work? If Jack says to this officer, uh, yeah, I don't talk to to cops have a nice day what will be done to him it won't be good i mean at that point you can expect the police officer to attempt to use his authority his uh, age his size and everything in order to get the kid to talk to him because you know kids don't generally take cops to court and they generally don't know their rights. But Jackson, in this case, could know his rights because he's going to be raised by you, and hopefully you'll explain them to him and how to exercise those rights. I don't know if I'm dying to uh, pay all kinds of money to take him to court, though. Well, you don't uh, have you know. to pay money, usually, unless you're going to hire a lawyer or something like well, that. <laughs> that's how one wins.
Um, no, I think we've seen people win without hiring lawyers. As not a in key, fact. not if they're free staters. That's true. Um, That's pretty true. Well, I mean, you could count the wins when they drop charges, and there have been cases where they have dropped charges. Yeah, been in, there, there have they've dropped charges on me. Sure. They've dropped charges on a demo. They've dropped charges on a variety of people for traffic sure. uh, situations. So there are those uh, instances. But my point being, you know, this is definitely a problem for people that uh, are not of the government school system, for young people that are just walking about on the streets, that they could be harassed, possibly caged. You know, well, you have to identify yourself. So, I'm sorry, son. You have to tell me who you are. You could be skipping school. You may very well have to tell somebody. I mean, you But know. you have yeah. no obligation to identify yourself to the police, as far as I know. So long as you're not driving. I, right. I'm no legal expert. Well, or... they can arrest him on suspicion, and then, and then it, once you're arrested, you have to give your name. Hmm. 855-450-FREE is a toll-free number. Have you had to deal with this as a parent? Have you been threatened by the school that your kids go to regarding whether or not they were on time? In this case, these folks, again, looking at misdemeanor charges here. As is always the case, according to Republic Magazine, the rat-on-your-neighbor initiative is depicted as a form of applied (laughs) altruism. It will pose obvious and potentially serious problems for local homeschoolers who can expect a great deal of unwarranted and potentially dangerous attention from the police. And every police state relies heavily on the cooperation of those who are willing to inform on their friends in exchange for some trivial material reward and the intoxicating sense of righteousness that comes from being a tattletale. I have to completely agree with that sentiment. Absolutely. No, it's well put. So, uh, of course, this isn't the only they area. They wouldn't feel self-righteous if it wasn't for the money, though. I mean, you know, like the, the, the money is really what gives them the, the, yep. the, you know, the, 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 the motivation. And then they pretend to be self-righteous in order to back up their uh, decisions. And, and, of course, this isn't the only area in which people are, are being encouraged to snitch on their neighbors. I mean, they, they could be encouraged just for simple, you know, having the grass growing too high or other zoning ordinances. We've read like programs that. where you can, you know, kids are getting little little spiffs for ratting on people who have zoning violations. I mean, their grass being too tall and things like that. And even more disturbingly, uh, you know, there there are these... These government programs, they are turning people against their neighbors, and they, they, they just don't understand that the people that are participating in them don't realize that they are enabling all of this, that, they, that eventually it's going to come around to bite them, that eventually somebody's going to snitch, uh, snitch out on them, and it's just going to be a well, constant the, battle. What their thought process is, and it's completely true, is just because I choose to snitch or not does not mean – if I choose not to snitch, it doesn't mean that somebody's not going to snitch on me. So I might as well get my money. Might as well snitch and get your 40 bucks. Yeah. 855-453, the toll-free number. You can bring up what you want. Is that a version of the prisoner's dilemma? It is. Absolutely that. All right. More coming up here. Your calls, your thoughts. You can bring up anything you'd like. 855-453. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Coming up, uh, all kinds of stuff to talk about. I don't know how much time we'll have, but there's news about a rapist cop. Yep. It's happened again. 855-453. You can take control. Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live, toll-free number. 855-453. You can bring up anything you want. Take control of these airwaves. That's why we call it Free Talk Live, because you're free to call in, talk about whatever. And the show's live seven nights a week. 
freetalklive.com is where you can join us online. We've got news updates. You get signed up. Follow us via email, Twitter, Facebook, whichever way it works best for you, or more than one if you'd like. They're all free over at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com to get signed up. If you've got a company that needs to try something new in the area of accounts receivable, SACL CAI does that. They do collections, early outbilling, and they purchase charged-off receivables. They know that uh, excuse me. Their employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them res- with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. It's SACL CAI. You can see their banner at freetalklive.com. It's top on the right-hand side of the page. They've been sponsors of Free Talk Live for a very long time. SACL CAI. Alrighty, so uh, of course, so we'll continue here. Since we're on a cop topic tonight, sort of in general, talking about the police, uh, started out with the Bearcat uh, police attack vehicle being spread all across the country, even into our very own little Keene, New Hampshire. They're trying to push it here. Also, uh, parents being prosecuted with misdemeanor charges for their kids showing up tardy, as it's called at school. Has anyone ever used the word tardy outside of the government schools? Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty rare that I hear that word. It doesn't. It's 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 not a common term. Usually, yeah. it's you're late. Um, <laughs> so those things. But now something even more serious, which is a story from the dailybeast dot com, and it's about a rapist cop. Now, a lot of times we're pretty critical of the police here, as far as them being able to get away with things like murder and arson and all manner of different horrible acts simply because they are the police and there's virtually no accountability for them and usually when they engage in negative behavior and dangerous and harmful behavior the police department steps up to defend them and uh, certainly happens often and that's part of this story but there is a little bit of justice that comes along later so from again the dailybeast.com a young woman in milwaukee called the cops when someone who threw a brick through her window one of the cops who came to help raped her Oh, God. When the brick crashed through her bedroom window and someone began kicking in her front door, the 19-year-old single mom of two in Milwaukee dialed what are supposed to be the most trustworthy three numbers. She said later in court, I called 911 for help. I didn't call 911 to be the victim. Within minutes, two police officers responded. One took her 15-year-old brother outside to speak to him. The other cop, police officer Landmerald Cates, gave her boyfriend $10 and told him to go to the store and get some water. She told him that he was welcome to chilled water from her refrigerator. Kate said, I only drink bottled water. Her boyfriend has a pronounced limp and set off with no promise of returning anytime soon. Kate's asked to see the broken window, and she led him down a narrow hallway to a bathroom in the back. She felt sure that jealous neighbors had attacked her happy home because she dared to defy what seemingly sure to be her, surely to be her fate as an inner-city teenage single mom. She said, I wanted to be a good example to my kids, and I wanted to learn something, to be somebody. She had returned to high school as a mother of two, and after graduation, she had continued to the University of Wisconsin, where she was studying criminal justice with the thought of becoming a police officer or a lawyer. She said, I thought it was going pretty good, she would recall. She now stood on a floor littered with broken glass and pointed to the brick. The cops she had, uh, the cop she had summoned to protect her instead chose this moment to grab the back of her head by her hair and sodomize her. Then he raped her. Her revulsion in the aftermath was so visceral that she vomited as she ran outside. The cop's partner had become concerned when he did not immediately see Kate's and called for backup. Other cops began arriving and saw a woman screaming incoherently about being raped. Kate's appeared and grabbed her by the waist, spinning her around. He, Her swinging feet may or may not have struck the partner. She was handcuffed. 
Not sure what partner she's talking what they're talking about here. She was handcuffed and taken in, told at the station house that she was being charged with assaulting a police officer. Mm. She oh became more coherent, but no less outraged and vocal as she continued to cry out from a holding cell that she had been raped. She also continued to vomit. The other cops dismissed her as a liar. Well, I would imagine that it wouldn't be the first time that a police officer, um, you know, uh, gets accused of rape when he arrests somebody. But note that he arrests her for something she did after the accusation, mm-hmm. not before. After 12 hours, she was interviewed by Internal Affairs and taken to a hospital where a rape kit was used to collect evidence. She was then taken to the county jail. That's pretty good, 12 hours, frankly. I mean, I'm impressed. (laughs) I mean, really. She was then held for four days before being released without actually being charged. She took her story to Milwaukee District Attorney's Office. A prosecutor subsequently wrote to her, quote, or wrote in a report, while I did find the victim's version of events credible, I did not believe that her testimony would be strong enough to successfully prosecute Officer hold, Cates. Hold up a second. How long was she held? Four days. With no charges. This is the first I'm hearing of this, and I, 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 I feel sick. Yeah, oh yeah, it's, it's sickening. In other words, Cates was still a cop, and she was still an inner-city teenage single mom. She stopped going to school as she fell into a deep depression, making two serious suicide attempts. She said, it was killing my soul. She, who had so desperately wanted to be a good example for her three-year-old boy and two-year-old girl, began to wonder if they should even be with her. Mm. She says, I was sad and crying all the time. I didn't know if I wanted my kids around being upset like that about, sure. with me being upset like that about something that happened to me. Meanwhile, Internal Affairs confronted Cates with DNA evidence linking him and the victim. He told three different stories, finally saying there had been a voluntary sexual encounter. His victim read in the newspaper that he'd been fired for lying and for idling and loafing on duty, words that mocked what had been done to her. She says, that really pissed me off. She took some comfort in knowing Cates was not going to be answering any more 911 calls, but he had still not been held accountable for what he had done to her. It wasn't really justice, she says. It didn't say that he hurt me. She was sinking only deeper into despair when she went on the internet and chanced up a photo of an eminent Milwaukee defense lawyer named Robin Shello. The victim recalls that she had a beautiful smile. It was just her smile and the look in her eyes. She's not mean, and she's a woman. She looked like she could understand me. She looked like she would help. So she went to Shello's office. She said, I was just giving it a shot. I didn't think anything was going to come of it. Shello proved to be everything her photo suggested. She also happened to have just finished a case in federal court, and she had the number handy for the prosecutor who had been her opponent. Assistant U.S. Attorney Mel Johnson came to her office with an FBI agent to interview her new client. He not only found her credible, but he was willing to prosecute. The victim says that uh, he was a very nice guy, and he kind of made me not afraid. As the case headed for trial, the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel reported that Cates had been investigated for illegal behavior on five previous occasions, three of them involving sexual misconduct. Wow. Two of those were with prisoners. The third... And and, and, and the uh, district attorney in the, t- in the town or the city there just didn't refused. think that... Yeah, just yeah. didn't think, oh, this is incredible, sorry. Or this isn't... The case isn't good enough. This guy's got how many priors? Several. I mean, I know... it. Well, not priors, I guess. Um, you know, accusa- prior accusations. I know it's difficult to uh, convict a cop of anything because they, they lawyer up so well. Um, you know, they, 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 they make it seem like if you want a lawyer that you are a bad person. I, but- think, I think the most... The thing that speaks the most to me out of everything you've read so far is the only thing that she wants for justice is acknowledgement of what was done to her. Yep. And and I don't think that's out of line at all. And and, and I think it's actually uh, much less justice than than she deserves. 
but just just what you just read just not even two minutes ago she she says she she wants them to say what was done to her and and didn't I, specifically I, to admit to it. The right. third, by the way, was a 16-year-old, and that case had been referred to the same district attorney's office, which declined to prosecute. Oh. The priors came as no surprise to the 19-year-old, who was now accusing him of raping her, while he somehow remained employed as a cop. A little bit more about this story coming up here in a moment. 855-450-FREE, the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything that you want. This is Free Talk Live. You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. Toll free number here, 855-450-FREE. You can bring up whatever you want. 1-855-450-3733. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site there for free. So enjoy those listening options are there. We've got uh, different size streams for different internet connections. We've got broadband, midband, narrowband. They're all there. They're all free around the clock. Latest episode of Free Talk Live is airing on those streams. And, of course, our radio options, including over 100 great radio stations from coast to coast that air the show throughout the week at various different times. The satellite uh, listening options, including XM Satellite Radio. We've got two channels that we're on on XM. There's also our free-to-air channel uh, through LRN.FM, the KU Band up on satellite, webcam, and the listen lines that allow you to call from any phone that can dial long distance. Get all the details on how to get tuned in over at listen.freetalklive.com. We are talking about the police, and I hear some kind of rock music way off in the background. Just a heads up to the, vo- the board operator there. It's amazing, the, the ability for you to hear little noises. Uh, so, we're talking about the police, and in this case, the cover-ups that, are, that they engage in. Even when the most serious of accusations are brought forth, district attorney in the case in Milwaukee that we're discussing here from DailyBeast.com, in this particular case... This woman claimed she was raped by a cop when she had called to have the police investigate a brick that had been thrown through her window. And the district attorney, while he said that uh, she seemed credible, didn't seem like it was enough to get a conviction. So, yeah, we're not going to prosecute him. Even though this very cop had had five prior incidents where he was accused of doing similar sexual misbehavior on other women. I hope she slams them for everything she can for punitive damages. That's just, that's unacceptable. It's disgusting, certainly. So according to this story here, uh, for a little while it looked like nothing was going to happen. I mean, there was a total, basically, you know, wall of silence coming from the police department. They're not going to investigate one of their own. They're certainly not going to prosecute one of their own. And then she went to... That's evidenced by the fact that there were five previous allegations against this guy. And you have to wonder about that when it comes to these these Before we go on any farther, I want every male listening to my voice, try to imagine... What it would be like for you if you got a sexual battery accusation oh against my gosh. you. Now, if you don't think that there's another set of rules for the cops, 
you need to step back for a second. What would it be like in your life if you were accused of sexual battery? Women, if uh, the, the men that are close to you, maybe you don't understand this, but the fact is, in today's society, if somebody makes a rape accusation, you essentially have to prove you didn't do it. And that's really it's, difficult in a court system where f- fewer than one percent of cases are people found. Actually, fewer than yeah. a quarter of a percent of cases are people found not guilty. I think it's interesting in this article it, back at the very beginning that they went through and they said all the good things that the victim is doing. She's a college student. She's a successful. She works. She has kids. She's not your. I, I guess not your not typical. In, not your typical rape victim. Yeah. Um, that was that's well, the actually impression. a lot of college uh, women are rape victims. Well, it, it's you know to me it it just kind of um, it, it it I don't know exactly what I'm trying to say, but the the tone of it is it doesn't seem like she'd be faking it. She'd be lying. Well, right, but it's it's an insult to me. Additionally, that they they would even need to say that because rape is rape. I don't care who you are. I don't care it's, if it's you're serious. If you're an upstanding citizen of the community or you're someone on hard times, I don't care who you are. This is not something that's acceptable for any anybody. Well, apparently, if you are a cop and uh, your buddies want to protect you, it's acceptable because that's what happened here. But luckily, there. There was some outside people that got involved, including an attorney and a, uh, I guess, a, a U.S. prosecutor. So, because now and then they'll do the right thing. But uh, let's continue here with the story, and we'll get right to your calls here at eight five five four fifty free. So, in this case, they found out that this guy had a history that he'd been accused of similar things in the past, and she says, "I knew it. The way he treated me, I knew he had to have hurt somebody else before." I mean, if you think about it, this guy knew what he was doing. He sent the boyfriend out to get some water. He said, "Oh, I can only drink bottled water." Gave him a ten dollar bill. Hey. How bold he was about it, right, right there at the crime scene. So he knew how to clear the house. He he knew how to. You well, he know. probably does it on a pretty regular basis. It's just uh, you know when when the circumstances are exactly right, that's when he strikes. But the law prohibited the prosecution from using Kate's history to sway the jury. The case was still a she said he said as the victim took the stand. She had been counseled and steadied by the attorney right up to this moment and was now on her own. She says, "I'm here today because Officer Kate's is a very bad man." She said. Shello says her client was a terrific witness. The victim herself feels otherwise, faulting herself for not being able to convey the enormity of what happened. She does say that it felt good to look at him and tell him what he did. He was looking at his shoes. He should be. She also felt whatever her shortcomings. He's he was, a fool. Um, it, you know what he <laughs> for looking at his shoes. I mean, when you're when you're in a situation like this, you need to be. You know, your your acting skills better be up to snuff. She also felt that whatever her shortcomings, he was sure to be convicted. She says, I thought it would be guilty. I felt it in my stomach. Anybody with two eyes could see this dude was an animal. On January 11th, the jury convicted Cates of violating the victim's civil rights by raping her. And so she returned to court on January 18th saying she heard guilty and then she left because she was so emotional. Uh, Cates was remanded pending sentencing in April where he's facing a maximum of life in prison. Oh, boy. She says, I didn't feel happy. I felt like it's finally over. Yeah. And she said she couldn't help but feel sympathy for the man's children saying they didn't do anything, she says. She's chosen to accept the anonymity or accorded. Right, sex- and you, know, you notice uh, that uh, the family isn't protected here. You know, when, uh, when the cop does something criminal, 
the the the, the, the town or the city or whatever. They're not gonna they're not gonna pay the family. No, he just gets thrown under the bus, and that's that's that. Uh, she plans on continuing her studies next semester and is now interested in uh, a new career goal because she originally wanted to get involved in the legal system. Now she wants to be a nurse or a doctor. <laughs> so let's go to Ken listening in Indy to WXNT. Ken, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Nemi and Mark. My call. I got a really bad cold. Oh, that's all right, Ken. Uh, what's on your mind tonight? I'm a fairly new listener. Welcome, sir. And I'm in favor of freedom. Super. Welcome so, to the club. <laughs> excuse me. One of the calls that I heard a few days ago was uh, a fellow who was <coughs> excuse me a fellow who was stopped by the police for driving without a license plate and three of the four lights on his car were out and he didn't have a driver's license either i don't know if you remember that call or not i but, don't know but I've, we've called similar calls like that in the past so go I, ahead with your point whoa, yeah. i've never i don't remember this call at all but go ahead well he was he was a quaker minister a retired quaker minister if i remember did right. he say his lights were out he said both headlights and one taillight were out i recall hearing that one taillight was out but whatever it doesn't matter go ahead with your thoughts um and I, 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 and like I said, I understand the encroachment that that government can have in our lives, and much most all of it offends me. But I, you guys were supportive of his position of of defying even the simplest thing that, in my opinion, goes to the safety of all of us. If and he was that? driving down the road without a license plate on his car and without a driver's license and with one out of four lights working, somewhere there has to be some order or you or you are or else anarchy is really what you're what you're advocating. Is that and I'm confused because you sound is, like very rational thing people. Is the fact that the cops there are keeping him from driving that car without a license or a, a plate or with working lights? Pardon me? Is the absence, is the presence of law enforcement forcing him to comply presently with the lights on the car, the license plate, the registration? I mean, my You're point it didn't stop him. It didn't stop him. When he gets caught, yeah, when he gets caught, they are. Well, I think that, uh, as we pointed out, I think I mentioned on that night that I think it is dangerous to drive without uh, lights on in, in a, you know, in, at nighttime. I, it's very I dangerous. can't imagine for a second... Not even one moment that if I heard somebody driving without headlights, that I was, uh, you know, I was kind to that person in their uh, the issue. I, I believe he had one of his three tail lights out in that particular call. That's the the yeah, most like, recent call. It was the the one that was over his his trunk. That one was out. You recall that part, Mark? Yes, I recall that. Right, that I recall. And if, if somebody one has a tail headlight, light is not. Two headlights and a tail light. But let's let's continue this conversation in a moment here, Ken. So stick with us. We'll bring you back. 855-450-FREE. And, of course, driving without a license or a uh, you know plate is not dangerous at all. Free Talk Live. On Free Talk Live, we talk about investing in gold and silver as a hedge against inflation, investment, and barter currency. We've teamed up with Midas Resources to offer you some great rates on some hand-picked gold and silver pieces. U.S. Eagles, British Sovereigns, 20 Francs, Lakota Nation Silver Rounds, Montana Silver Reserves, and Walking Liberty Halves. Call 877-857-9938 or go to gold.freetalklive.com. The shipping is the same for one as it is for 20, so try to get as many as you can all at once. Gold.freetalklive.com.
This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free. 855-453. It's the cool CAI toll-free line. Enough time in these remaining moments to sneak your call in. Here tonight with you, it's Ian. Nami. And Mark. 1-855-453. You can join us on our website over at freetalklive.com. If you enjoy this program and you'd like to help spread Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. And the idea is you send us 3 bucks a month with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa or MasterCard right on our website. And we'll take that money in and invest it in this program. Doing some outreach to uh, radio stations and advertising on the internet and bringing more people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and you'll learn about the perks you'll get access to like the AMP-only call-in lines, AMP-only forum, podcast, and more. Go and get signed up and we may, it makes a big difference for us when you do so. Thank you in advance over at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Jurisdictionary. Right. If you've ever been the victim of an injustice and then decided to do nothing about it because attorneys are just too expensive, Jurisdictionary.com is a course for you. It's a course for people who don't have attorneys. It arms you with the information on how to use the court's rules, how to make motions, objections, uh, move the court, uh, you know, change jurisdictions, whatever it is you need to do. Jurisdictionary.com will let you know how to do it. Until you know those rules, you're fighting in the dark. Works for plaintiffs. Or defendants in civil or criminal matters in state or federal courts cost less than an hour with any good attorney. And the four CD course is so easy, the average eighth grader could learn it in a weekend. Visit Jurisdictionary.com and download the free tools they have there for you. Uh, they've got all kinds of free tools. And when you buy the course, remember to use the pull-down menu and mention Free Talk Live. Um, it's Jurisdictionary.com. It's a great course. I've uh, gone through it twice. Jurisdictionary.com. All right. Let's uh, go back to the phones and to your thoughts. Ken is listening in Indy to WXNT. Relatively new to the show, you heard a call recently that you described as a guy driving with no headlights and only one taillight working. We don't recall that particular yeah. phone call, and uh, I, you know, I don't remember every call that calls the show. Right. So let's uh, let's let's take a case of an imaginary person who's doing so. No, let's 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 skip let's skip the light. Okay. Uh, let's let's just go back to the way you remember it, which is that he had one tail light out. Right. The the so tail light over the back. That's why. The, that's why the police stopped him, is because one of his three taillights was out. Right, right, and then he didn't have a driver's and, license. And he didn't have a driver's license or a license plate on the car. And, mm-hmm. and, and I guess my question is, apparently you find the need to, or the, the uh, government requirement that you have a driver's license and a license plate unacceptable. Is that right? Yeah, I feel like it's basically just a money-making scheme uh, for the government that has nothing to do with safety. I don't know if you've ever taken the driver's test, but uh, a, a blindfolded monkey could pass the driver's test that uh, that I took down in Florida when I was 16. I mean, it was basically a joke. So essentially it was all about obedience and all about extracting money from people. Further to that, here in New Hampshire, most of the funding um, for roads comes from gasoline tax. So I'm I'm beginning to learn about right to travel because i myself am fed up with the the ridiculous ridiculous hoops i have to jump through for example i just failed my um my car inspection in november for bad brakes i've fixed my brakes but i still haven't paid the state the 40 dollars to change the color of the sticker on my car and so i can now be pulled over at any time just because i haven't done that 40 dollars sticker um i i don't think um I, I'm not sure I go so far as to say licensing is 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 a bad thing or that taking classes or being um, well well versed in. But I think it's more of a personal responsibility thing than I, I think it should be a, a man mandated thing. Well, 
I think government's way too much much up in my stuff. Yeah, go ahead. Can I ask the question? What's the question? You you count on everybody to be as responsible as you and fix your brakes? In Florida, there are no inspections. Hold on. That's just a ludicrous statement. Um, You know how many states don't have inspections at all? Dozens. I'm suggesting that that every state should have an inspection. What I'm suggesting is she claims that because she's responsible and gets her brakes fixed, that that makes the whole notion of having an inspection ludicrous. And I'm not saying I disagree with the, 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 the... Invalid, invalid aspect of, a, of an inspection. I'm just saying, if you don't like the law, why not change it instead of defying? That's a that's a fantastic idea, and and I I have been working to change the law, but unfortunately, I really have no choice at this point but to disobey it because you know what? I don't have a, another forty bucks to give to the state. I have I, you know I have a house payment, I have a car payment, I have insurance I need to maintain, uh, and. and I, that's where I'm going to cut my forty bucks. Also, wouldn't yeah, you the say guy down, the guy down the street from you chooses not to bother with the insurance and he pays the forty bucks and hopes he doesn't get stopped? And that's that's his choice. Do I, as his well, neighbor, yeah, hold on, me. hold on a second? Do I, as his neighbor, I think this is really the question that you're asking me: is do I support the use of force against my neighbor? Because I'll tell you what, when I go to court for the the lack of registration, when Ian and I were pulled over in my car for two weeks ago, when I go to court for that. That's a $62, $62 ticket. I'm also not paying that. So guess what? I get to go sit in jail for a day and a half to pay off my $62 fine because I have brakes that are fine. I just haven't had that sticker replaced. Does that make sense to you? Do you think the state should be using force against me? I don't see it as unreasonable that you have to have your car inspected or you have to have your car That's not an answer to my question. Please answer my question. I asked you a very specific question. Do you think the state should be able to use force against me? Is that the way the law reads? Either you pay the fine or you do the time? Correct. That's right. Well, I... Do you think that's right? Do you think it's uh, yeah, okay for you? If, it's, if that's the law, I don't have a problem with that. So okay, you so, okay. Wait, 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 just a second. Let me jump on this law thing, because I think this is really important. Now, you'll note when that there the people benefit from this law as far as inspections go, right? Like uh, the, the car dealers, the car dealers and the mechanics shops. and the politicians and the police. All these people benefit, right? Uh, and and there's absolutely no benefit to society whatsoever. Right, and but and as a cars, citizen, none of these cars that are on the road right. get taken off the road because they're unsafe. No, there's well, no benefit th- because some of, some of them do. I mean, it does it does happen. But to the citizen, to the individual, what is um, it's not worth it to me to drive two hours to Concord, New Hampshire, and it's probably and it can uh, you know different people in Florida. It was eight hours to Tallahassee in order to uh, to go fight this as you suggest well get the law changed the cops they're going to be there and they're going to get paychecks to testify the mechanics they're going to send their uh un- their their representative from their their organization he's going to go there and he's going to get a paycheck i'm going to have to stop my work for that day and go there and testify and have done all this other work why should i as a free person have to fight off these vultures because well that's the system and that's what we set up. I Mark, mean, isn't that isn't that a hamster wheel? That's all presuming you can drive to Concord in the first place. Right. Let, let the gentleman answer the question. I, I guess I, I I'm I'm looking for what I called for was not to debate whether or not I was right or wrong. 
but just to simply ask you if there's any limit on on the freedom that you demand and expect. No, your your personal responsibility. Your freedom goes as far as other people's freedom. So you don't have the the freedom to hurt other people. You don't have the freedom but, to put them in I, jeopardy. If I drive a car, if I drive a car that's unsafe, or if if I don't uh, if I don't take care of the brakes and prove that I've taken care of the brakes. You don't need proof because you know what? At two days before I failed my inspection, my brakes were still not acceptable. So it, you know, I don't need the proof. So you're, so you were lucky not to have a wreck and run me off the road or kill me. So therefore, you're justifying not following the law that was designed to. Oh, I, I'm this sorry. is the tragedy. No, of the I'm, I'm telling Wait, you, I, I think this is important. Mm-hmm. This is the tragedy of the commons here. She has to pay for that stinking road in property taxes. Even though she doesn't drive on it because her car isn't any good. What what needs to happen here is the state needs to relinquish the right of way, which didn't I mean, there was all kinds of private roads in America's past. But for some reason, the government decided they need to run these things. Okay, fine. How can you tell me I've got to pay for a road that I can't drive on any vehicle I want to drive on it? Do you know what I mean? Nemi, were your brakes unsafe or were they just failing inspection? They were failing inspection, which is not the same, and that is a, is a good point. Well, that was the that was what you led him to believe. Uh, okay, you made it sound like your car was unsafe to drive. Uh, no, it's not unsafe to drive. It, it failed inspection. It still it was still safe to drive. My brakes still worked until I I was able to. Uh, Get it right. into the shop and get it fixed. Look, we're short on time, Ken. I'd love to continue this conversation another yeah. night when we have more time to dig into it. But look, there but, are states. I come from question. Florida, Ken, where there is no inspection. He knows that. And everything's let, fine. Let, let, let so there's no you, benefit to society from say. having an inspection. Let me, let me leave you with a question. While you guys are thinking about it, come up with one city ordinance in the city you and that you find acceptable. That would be good. And, and I appreciate your... To find it what? One city city ordinance ordinance we find find acceptable. acceptable. Okay. Yeah, usually the city ordinances are absolutely useless. I'll leave you with one thought, Ken. Your safety is not my problem, and my safety is not yours. Uh, We're out of time for tonight. See you later. Thanks for the call, Ken. Appreciate hearing from you. I I support any ordinances that help people stay safe from from the harm from other human beings. Free Talk Live. Why did you move to the Shire? I moved here to the Shire because there's other people around who take liberty just as seriously as I do. I moved to the Shire because I saw videos of people challenging authority and thought that I could get support myself. It called to me, like, do this right now. I wanted to be around people like me who got it. And once I got here, I knew there was nowhere else that I wanted to be. Immigrating to the Shire was easy. I was instantly plugged into a community of individuals who also care about peace, liberty, and justice and are willing to do something about it. The people here are awesome, loving, and positive. It was for the adventure and for the feeling of something important is happening here, and I just wanted to come to sort of be part of that. Visit ShireSociety.com to read and sign the Shire Society Declaration and learn the reasons why, if you love liberty, you should immigrate to the Shire. Plus, add yourself to the Shire map at ShireSociety.com. That's ShireSociety.com.